You, my friend, are listening to the Happy Hearthstone. This episode is brought to you, as always, by listeners just like you. Thank you so much, Samurai Flea, Scott L., Nate Dog, Ridiculous Hat, James W., Forrest B., and Electric Mick for being supporters and friends. You can join them over at patreon.com slash the happy hearthstone and get some great perks for yourself. And be sure to join our Discord if you've been dragging your heels. Now is the time. Go to the happyhearthstone.com slash Discord. There's a little link on there. Just click on it and join our happy family. Hello and welcome to episode 196 of the Happy Hearthstone, the longest running Hearthstone podcast in the history of space and time and cards. I'm your host, Andrew Brown, and goodness, it's been a a good long stretch of doing these shows on my own, and you know what? I am truly ready to be joined by a friend, but not just any friend, the friend, the one you've been waiting for to come and talk about these cards we've been playing with, but have not yet been playing with. We're smack dab in the middle of Galakrond's Awakening, so it's time for Wicked Good to come and hang out with me and uh, help help us understand just how these cards may fly or may not fly. What's going on, Wicked Good? Wait, wait Andrew, what, what, how did I... How did I get here? I just went poof, and then I showed up here. You know, what's, what's going on? Now, I've heard a backstory about you, Steve, that you might actually be a dragon. Is this accurate? I mean, it, it depends on if you ask my wife first thing in the morning, maybe. But <laughs> <laughs> Or when she keeps you up too late at night, yeah. or the kids do. Um, yeah. yeah. Or, or, when I get, or when I get a uh, user at work who, a- who asks the wrong question. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I am part <laughs> dragon. That would explain a lot, actually. You know, okay, so we're going we're gonna to look more into that backstory. But what's going on, man? You doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing good. I am, uh, I'm excited to be back a little bit sooner than expected. Normally, we have these on yeah. a nice four-month cadence, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden, it's January, or, and I, or February, I guess now, and, and I'm back here. And I was not expecting to be back so soon, but I'm happy, no. to, happy to be back, and uh, because that means that we have more cards to talk about, and not just, and like, he- buff cards or, or re- return cards, but brand right. new cards. And I think I speak on behalf of both of us. I mean, we love doing our card reviews, right? But for this one to be a bite-sized review, it feels a little refreshing. And I hope I'm not like condemning what's about to happen. But <laughs> we do really have centric. three priest cards, so yeah, you know. that's that's accurate. That you know, who knows? We probably could spend the whole episode on those, but it'll be interesting because I we haven't ever done an adventure. So for those of you who are maybe newer to Hearthstone, I know I'm probably jumping ahead here, but whatever. Um, we've we used to have adventures like this in the past in the form of the Curse of Naxxram. Uh, One Night in Karazhan, Black Rock Mountain. I think that might be it. I'm probably missing uh, one. League of Explorers. And, League of Explorers. Um, you said One Night in Karazhan and um, yeah, and Kirsten Nasramus. Yeah, I think, that might I think be that's it. it. So we used to have those as the normal cadence that we would get three sets a year. And that was one of the sets was a mini adventure or well, an adventure that was basically a mini set like this. So, um, yeah, we did not know at the top of the year of the dragon that we'd be having this. But we started finding out about it as Descent of Dragons was um, unveiled 
that there would be cards playable in the next single player, but we didn't really know anything. And well, we didn't really know everything until the first day of it. So yeah. um, it, it really has been sort of uh, going with the punches and January was crazy for me. I know it was crazy for you too, Steve, but I'm glad we finally got to sit down and uh, do this set justice and be able to give it the happy hearthstone seal of whatever we say each card is. I, Cause some yeah. of them are not going to be approvals. <laughs> yeah. I, and, and I think that, you know, I mean, it was weird how they, how they, released it because normally like the way we're used to doing this now is that we'll at least know what all the cards are like at least a couple days ahead of time like i we used to we used to record this like on the day of the reveal stream Mm -hmm. for some of the sets because they would reveal it on monday and the release on thursday and for this one like we got we've gotten used to having like a whole week now or at least a weekend between and now it's like oh yeah by the way here's like half of the cards getting revealed in some data mine and then the rest of them we're not even going to know until uh, until the patch drops and it was it was weird how they decided to release this but this this whole set has been kind of new for everybody and you know for for the team for team 5 for content creators like us for people playing and so you know, even though we've done these types of adventures before, this seemed very even different from like th- when we used to get adventures because we seemed like we would get a full reveal even back then. But yeah, we we at least had a cadence to follow as far as the reveal season and stuff like that. And this one, it kind of felt haphazard, and there were a lot of good things, a lot of uh, a lot of good things for players, not so good things for content creators. But it didn't feel intentional to me, so, and that that's what I'm most worried about as far as like. Yeah. I don't know that they that this set really got the attention that it needed in order to be released um, extremely well. But I, I don't have the numbers on how well or poorly it sold or anything like that. I, it is a set, so I think once you design new cards and put them in the game, it's going to sell to some degree. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll see what this next year holds. I'm still waiting, holding my breath because I think there's a lot of big changes potentially, and that this is sort of a tip of the hat towards that. That. Oh, by the way, you know, <laughs> you thought that this was the last normal year. We're going to sneak something in right before the end of it just to show you that uh, that stuff's coming. So, um, yeah. yeah, who knows? We'll yeah, see. And, and, and one other theme of this whole year, if we're going to talk about that for just a second, is mm-hmm. like the team like giving people what they've been saying they've wanted for a long time. Like, yeah, we, yeah. we never got we never got cards buffed and then we got cards buffed and we never got like mm-hmm. wild cards brought. I don't know how many people were asking for that, but bring cards back. And then and then mm-hmm. they did that. And they've been we've asked for more balance changes. They've given us more balance changes. And, and this is like one of the other things. And it feels a little bit like vanilla. Wow. Like, well, you say it, this is something that you say you want it, but you don't really want it. And I don't know if that's true or not. Um, but I'm glad that they're trying all these things that people are yeah. asking for. And then at least we have, you know, we can point to something recent and say, look, this is why this works or why this doesn't work and why we should or shouldn't do mm-hmm. it again. So, uh, you know, it, it's a good sign, even if the implementation's a little bit, not a hundred percent, at least the, the intent from the team is there mm-hmm. and that's what's important. Doing it is more important than doing it perfectly in a lot of sense. Uh, and I think that for this, that, that yeah, as long as they're learning, then this will be great. So, well, hey, before we get too far in, Steve, let me ask you why you're happy real quick. And then we've got, uh, other than the fact that you've got less cards to talk about, but uh, plenty of free <laughs> thoughts, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm happy because I'm, uh, I actually took yesterday off because my daughter went in for, um, for eye surgery. She had lazy mm-hmm. eye that had to be corrected, which is, it's not laser surgery. It's actually like a scalpel and anesthesia wow. and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. Um, she's recovering really well. The surgery went really well. It was really almost a non-event, all things considered. And wow. 
And it's really just that that's been kind of weighing on me for a while. No, we've known that for a few weeks that this was happening. And so, you know, it seems like she's recovering really well and everything went really well. And so and and I, you know, I'd even mentioned it on Twitter yesterday because uh, we're we're in the middle of Masters Tour Arlington as we're recording this. And as uh, some of your listeners know, I do uh, dashboards for mm-hmm. the um, for the, the tournaments at offcurve.com, which is my site. And mm-hmm. I had mentioned that I was going to be late with the stats because I was literally running the scripts for my laptop in the in the waiting room while she was wow. while she was in surgery. Just and and wow. it wasn't even like oh I need to do this. It was more like this is a thing that will distract me from waiting, mm-hmm. right? Sure, so yeah, I was totally. kind of happy for the distraction. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I got a lot of well wishes on Twitter from from folks that you know are consuming that, and and it was all just kind of positive and really just thankful for that and thankful that everything's going well and she's recovering well. So. That's great, man. I'm yeah. I'm not the only one who says that I agree. I'm sure um, yeah. as people are hearing this and stuff. So, uh, yeah, as a dad, there's nothing scarier than just putting your kid in the hands of someone and hoping that it goes well, essentially. And thankfully, yeah. there were lots of good reasons to believe that. But way better living on the other side of certainty than uh, than where you've been. A hundred percent, a hundred and ten percent. Yeah, <laughs> that's great, man. So well, I'm trying to think. Week? Yeah, I'm trying to think about my weekend. Honestly, I had a um, had some really good time with the family. We truly feel like we're getting back into normalcy. Um, we're uh, we're actually able to look ahead for the next month, which is a like January just <laughs> went one week to the next. So it's nice. We were sitting down this weekend, my wife and I, and saying, "Okay, so what does this next month look like? Like, what do we want to do and, and stuff like that?" So. Uh, you know, planning out uh, Valentine's Day. We're going to do a trivia night with some friends. So, like, you know, there's, there's just some fun stuff coming up, I think. And, um, yeah, I I cooked my first tri-tip this weekend. I saw that picture you posted on Twitter yeah. today, and I am very jealous, and I'm very upset that you do not have any to share. <laughs> Actually, I do have some leftovers, so I'll ship them your way. Okay, I fair enough. I promise they'll be great, but, um, but yeah, I... I was uh, I was amazed at how sim- how simple it actually was. So grilling meats is something that I've always been intimidated by, and as I've started doing it, it's like, oh, this isn't terribly complex. I mean, I will certainly take all of the accolades people throw my way after after they enjoy it. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's been fun to kind of test different stuff. And yeah, tri tip is a good cut of meat, so that was uh, that was a good meal uh, indeed. So. Yeah, those are the things that are on my mind. I am happy to be sitting down with you, Steve, and talking about these cards because I I think that uh, as they've taken all of us by surprise, there have been uh, obvious uh, boogeymen that we're dealing with currently. But also I I felt like as I was going into this, some of the cards that haven't been released yet, I'm still not quite sure what I think about them after two weeks. So it'll be interesting navigating the road uh, ahead with you and seeing how, how we do with that. And um, just before we do that, I'll do the shortest shout out ever um, to the Patreon. If you'd like to support the show, you can check that out at patreon.com slash the happy hearthstone and get some great perks for yourself. And that's literally all I'm going to say about that. So let's just get to the good stuff, Steve. We've got, um, I think, 35 cards total. 
And yeah. we're going to approach these as we always do, giving each a, a grade from one to five, I guess a number score from one to five for constructed play and arena play. Constructed, we're primarily looking at standard lists. We're considering the deck that would want this the most. So we're not we're not just inherently looking at, is this a powerful card, though that's something that we're thinking about. We're thinking about the potential deck, whether it exists or not, that this could fit into, and how core this would be or how helpful this would be to push that deck into a viable competitive deck so uh that's the reader's digest version i can think of anything else you want to add yeah i mean i i guess normally when we would do this we would say this is not a crafting or dusting guide that's not really an issue here because you're going to get the cards if you're buying the adventure Mm -hmm. um but you know this is not to say that something we give a five is going to be something that you're going to want to jam into a deck right now something that we're going to go one that isn't necessarily Mm. um isn't necessarily completely worthless and and also we're trying to think ahead too. sometimes like not mm-hmm. every, sometimes mm-hmm. cards don't see play just because the deck or the class isn't really situated. Right. But we're just kind of looking in a vacuum in terms of constructed, sure. like where, where would this fit in an arena? We are really looking at just like kind of the raw power value power level mm-hmm. and like how that, how likely you would be to want to draft something given all things being equal. Yeah, will this card stand on its own is the highest question I I feel like I'm asking uh, with Arena. So, yeah, those are all good points. And and this is the first time that that we've reviewed cards in an adventure. So it is a different mindset as far as, you know, you either have these cards or you don't. Some of you who are free to play may especially be considering, do I need to spend gold on certain wings? And um, we'll, I, I guess we'll try to mention that as we, as we can, um, but it'll be tough to, you know, justify, I don't know, 700 gold into a wing that doesn't, um, that doesn't yield any great cards. I think you have to unlock them progressively though. You can't you just choose like wings two and four or something like that. So yeah, you um, do have to do them and, progressively. You do get the first half of the first wing. I think the evil right. part of the first right. wing for free, but other than that, you have to, cause I'm, I'm doing it with gold because oh, yeah. I've, okay. cause I've got, I've, I bought enough packs that I don't really need to spend money on it. Um, so I, I've been doing it with gold and it's actually with, especially with the lunar new year quests mm-hmm. going on right now, it's actually yeah, yeah. not that hard mm-hmm. to earn, to earn the gold. I've been like, I had the first, two wings kind of bought ahead of time, but I've been kind of been buying the other two wings as I've been going. And I've been finding, I've been earning about the, the amount of gold per week with between the, the upgraded quests. I mean, cause last time, the last time that we were buying adventures, we were like the lower end of quests were like 40 gold. Right. And now right. they're very often 60 gold unless mm-hmm. you're re-rolling them. So yeah. you, you are more likely to hit that 700 gold, especially if you're playing a reasonable amount. Um, especially with these new Lunar New Year quests. But, you mm-hmm. know, obviously, if you're willing to spend money, $20 is a very but much better deal than, you know, spending four weeks worth of gold on it. Yeah, yeah. So let's go ahead and jump in. We'll we'll do all of the classes first in alphabetical order. So that just happens to go League of Explorers into the uh, League of Evil. <laughs> and then we'll hit the neutral at the end. Uh, why don't you kick us off here with Druid, with uh, quite the beast, actually, Steve. Yeah, we'll start <laughs> off with a bang. So the Wing Guardian is a 7-mana 6-8 taunt reborn, can't be targeted by spells or hero powers. So this is, when when we were, I don't remember if we talked about it on the show or if I just complained about it a lot on Off Curve. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, when, when they made this announcement originally, I was very nervous because 
typically the reason that they stop doing adventures is because when you print a small number of cards, you generally have to make the power level like that much higher in order for them to see an impact. And this was when we had like a lot fewer cards in standard than we do now. Mm-hmm. So I was very worried about power creep. And, and this is kind of, I, I don't think this is necessarily indicative of the whole set, but this is exactly the kind of thing that I was worried about because like a six, eight taunt reborn mm-hmm. can't be targeted is a menace. It is really, really hard to deal with. And this is on its own, not considering that it's in a deck that basically came from this card exclusively mm-hmm. um, that runs in Biggin and Breath of Dreams and Strength of Numbers and basically cheats out minions and makes them bigger. And then this thing is just a wall that without something like a, a Flick Sky Shiver, like a Tink Master, you really mm-hmm. cannot remove it very easely and and it's it's definitely like you you've seen this if you've been playing on ladder at all and the reason the reason is just because this is incredibly difficult to remove and it just kind of stops most decks in their tracks and forces them to deal with it Mm -hmm. you have to be able to throw as much like eight attack into this thing or unless it's some other you know like flick or deadly shot or something like that and the fact that it's coming back after that is is crazy. Um, and there are many times when I've come up against this, and I might have an answer for the first half, but I don't have an answer for the 6-1 that's coming behind it. And that feels just as bad. That means that they're going to be able to swing face with a, fi- a free fireball, essentially, you know? Yeah. So I, it surprises me that this card has pushed Embiggen Druid to where it is, but I think that's because Embiggen Druid should be renamed Guardian Druid or something like that. <laughs> um, I, I still don't quite know if the uh, if the optimal lists are running the Witching Hour. And, they've they've and mostly caught stuff. it. Um, but yeah, I, I think that this card just stands on its own as solid. I mean, if you want to compare it to anything, if evasive draconid was seeing play, uh, in some Highlander dragon lists, and this, this is essentially the same stats just with the reborn and reborn is a really big deal. So, um, yeah, I think this is an easy fives across the board in my book. Yeah, it, it has to be. This is like this, this card alone is, making an impact in, in for the set, even if nothing else does. Mm-hmm. It is single-handedly brought Druid back into the meta easily. Yeah. And then the next one that we've got here, as I'm flipping through everything, is Steel Beetle. Two mana, two, three beast. Battle cry, if you're holding a spell that costs five or more, gain five armor. This reminded reminds me of its lesser cousin, the Plated Beetle, which is a two mana, two, three beast that had a death rattle, gain three armor. And that card saw a lot of play in like control lists as just something that was vanilla and easy to play early on that would give you a little bit of extra health regardless of if you had healed up or not. Uh, this one is a, is more proactive in so much as it's a battle cry, um, but it seems like it really is forcing to be in those kinds of decks too, where you know the the later or control style decks are going to have bigger spells. So five armor is more than three armor. I did the math, and I it seems like it's okay. Essentially, I'm not as excited for some reason to play this as I was that. Um, but who knows, maybe the five armor will actually be more impressive than I think it will be. The other, th- the other difference between this and Plated Beetle is it's a battle cry, not a death rattle. Right. So you get the, you get the armor right away, which is relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so where I think this can fit, and, and I may actually try this, I was actually playing a little bit of Quest Druid today, and I'll, I'll talk about this more when we talk about the next card, but, um, we're losing Ferocious Hell. 
right, at, right. when when we rotate. So mm-hmm. something's going to have to fit in there, and this might be it, just for a little bit of extra life gain. Um, you know, especially because it's cheaper than Ferocious Hal, especially because I mean, not on ladder, but in tournaments, one of the uh, one of the the decks that can beat you as a quest druid is um is Holy Wrath Paladin. Mm-hmm. Because you you can't out armor it necessarily, and mm-hmm. this if you hold it for the turn after they Shervala, you can you could hit an Oasis and play two of these. Uh, obviously, play these two of these first, and then hit an Oasis, and that would heal you for twenty two, which would get you out of range of the second Holy Wrath, mm-hmm. which is something that Ferocious Hal doesn't really let you do unless you're playing something that discounts it, like back when Emperor was in was part of the meta. Mm-hmm. So. I could see it working there. The only thing is that that list is so tight and we have Ferocious Hal now, which also draws you a card that I don't know if it would see play until that goes away. Mm-hmm. But I could see it being in that because that's the deck that wants it, right? Like that's where you're playing yeah, Hoops at yeah. Defender mm-hmm. um, and, and it's relevant, right? And you so you're very likely to be holding a spell that costs five or more. You have Starfall, you have Hidden Oasis, you have um, you have Nourish, etc. So I, I could see it there. This is actually pretty comparable to Ice Barrier. Really? Yeah because, yeah. because like you're getting some stats in lieu of the three armor, which I th- it probably equals out. And you would just always run that just for the survivability. So I think uh, I think especially if there are any strong combo lists or something like that that have enough big spells, you'd play this just to, yeah, just to last a little longer and make sure that your matchups get short up. So I think it's a solid four probably in Constructed. Yeah, I think so. And it's probably a three in Arena. I mean, it's not, you're not guaranteed to get the battle cry, but it's a two mana, two, three. And it's a beast. Yeah. Yeah, so that's fine. good enough. Perfectly fine. Um, so Rising Winds is a two mana twin spell. Choose one, draw a card, or summon a three two eagle. So this is the this is was in the quest druid that I was trying out today. Okay, and right. it's real good. Really, <laughs> real okay, good. yeah. Huh. Because the the thing is that you you kind of want more cheap draw. This is you know four mana draw two cards, mm-hmm. right? Which is nourish is six mana draw three cards. So that's not bad. I mean, it's two because it's two in one card. Mm-hmm. So you're only paying one card to get two draws for two mana a piece. And once you have the quest okay. on, it, give, it gives you a, a body on board as well. Okay. Yeah. So like the list I'm running also runs Power of the Wild. So you can kind of spam a bunch of three twos onto the board and then play Power of the Wild behind it. And that's hmm. a reasonable board that you just drew two cards off of. Yeah. Um. So it's not it's not necessarily anything you want to play early, really. I mean, you could play it on, like, three mana just to get a 3-2 on board if you needed to, the same way you would with Power of the Wild. Mm-hmm. But I've been actually really impressed with this card to the point where I would think about cutting Ferocious Howl for a Steel Beetle wow. to, to try it. Mm-hmm. Because you have so much card draw in that deck now that you almost don't need it from the Ferocious Howl. And it's a little bit awkward to have to spend the three mana. Hmm, especially if this is in there. Yeah, I, I keep forgetting that Twin Spell is a part of it because evaluating on it on its own, it's fine. It's just nothing that I get excited about. Um, but, uh, but yeah, thinking about it as an arcane intellect that, um, well, I guess that just has more f- flexibility, essentially. Like a one mana premium is not much for that, essentially. Yeah. And and then after you complete the quest, it's just a, a purely better novice engineer, if nothing else. Yeah. You know, so I mean, I mean would yeah. you would you pay t- would you play novice engineer if it was a three two? I if sure it, yeah. If it was a three two, <laughs> gosh, you're, yeah, that's sending me into some realm that doesn't exist. So yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, are you thinking a four or five on, on this? I think it's a four. I don't. I mean, I obviously okay. you can play the deck without it. I I think it's real good. I don't know if it's core mm-hmm. to the deck, and it could fall out for all I know. 
but it feels like the twin spell makes this relevant and and it does really amp up your card draw in this deck like a lot in arena it's probably a solid four too because you either one of those is good you have to have some draw mechanics but having the flexibility really helps you uh whether you draw this early or late or anything in between so yeah i I mean this uh, is basically a more fair branching paths when you think about it Sure, yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, we needed a more fair version. Because, <laughs> I um, mean, anything would be more fair than Brandon Bats, but yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to our Hunter cards here. We've got Chop Shop Copter, which is a three-mana 2-4 mech. After a friendly mech dies, add a random mech to your hand. We've seen this tried before in some other cards, and I can't remember. The, uh, Cyber Tech Chip, right? Uh, yeah, gave all and, of your there, and there was some some earlier, expe- but those were all spells for the most part. Yeah, yeah, this is more of a cult master-ish card where you're getting something very specific, and Mech Hunter has a lot of tokens that can die. I mean, honestly, Mech Hunter might even run Unleash the Hounds, just like kind of there have been some cult master decks in the past. Um, in order to get a lot of stuff. So I think this is an interesting mechanic. The fact it's got four health really makes it interesting too uh, for magnetizing reasons. And I, I, there's just, that that's the biggest downside I think of Cold Master is that it can so easily die. You've got to have a really good turn. But Chop Shop Copter, I feel okay developing the board on three and then hoping that uh, things can work out from there. Like like what's the worst case scenario with this card? In, in a Mech Hunter specifically, right? It's a four mm-hmm. health minion that you're playing on three that can live to have something magnetized onto it. Right. That's like right. the worst possible case scenario. <laughs> you play that card anyway. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to have text on it. Yeah. Like you play what's what's the one five an upgraded frame bot. Upgradable or, frame Is that bot. what it's yep. called? Mm-hmm. Like yep. you played that sometimes in Mech Hunter just to have a body to be able to magnetize things onto. Yeah. So I think for that reason alone, if Mech Hunter can can hang with the decks that are in this meta, I think you'll see it just because it doesn't matter what the text is. The text is a bonus, mm-hmm. but it's another mech that you can play on three that you can magnetize stuff to. For that reason sure. alone, I think it's a four. Yeah. Yeah, and I think in Arena, you're looking at even more of a, is this going to work out for me? But I don't really care. Like, you'd rather have yeah. a three, four vanilla minion, obviously. But if you have any mechs at all, then you're happy to take it. And while it's a little understated, um, like one instance of get, of getting this effect is going to be really helpful as far as card advantage and stuff. So it's probably a yeah. three there, I would think. Yeah, I mean, it's a three mana two, four. Like, you take yeah. those. You're not excited about them, but you take them. Mm-hmm. Sounds okay, good. So, yeah. So, Rottenest Drake is a five mana, six five dragon battle cry. If you're holding a dragon, destroying a random enemy minion. So, um, Deadly Shot with a six five sounds pretty good. <laughs> um, Usually, uh, you kind of mess with the stats when you're getting a, uh, a yeah. big effect like that. And this is just vanilla stats with a good effect. Yeah. I mean, even like. The neutral uh, cards like this in Black Rock Mountain, like uh, like the Draconic, what was it? The Corruptor, the five four that did three damage. Yeah. yeah, like even those were not six fives. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you play a six mana six five dragon in Highlander Hunter anyway. Like you're mm-hmm. already playing a decent number of dragons, so you can run Stormhammer and Corrosive Breath. Right. So the fact that this has deadly shot built into it, uh, the only downside is if you're trying to run Zul'jin, this won't trigger off it. But most of those lists have cut Zul'jin anyway. 
So that's yeah. not really that's not really a consideration. So yeah, this is I don't see any downside to running this in Highlander Hunter. I expect as soon as it gets released, it will it will get um it, it will get played immediately. Like our our friend Sadisi, who is plays literally nothing but Hunter, was just playing Discover a Dragon Effects to try to get this before it's been released. Because mm-hmm. it's that powerful. So wow. so yeah. yeah. I mean that that pretty much tells you what you need to know. Yeah, and Highlander Dragon Hunter has been doing quite well. It just hasn't reached a popularity level yet that I think um, pushes it to one of the highest performing decks overall. And this is just going to push Highlander Hunter into the dragon. I mean, they're already running plenty of dragons as it is. Like, as I'm looking on HS Replay to distinguish the secret Highlander decks from the dragon Highlander decks, it's pretty much... um, the hammer, I can't remember its name. Oh, Storm, and, Storm um, Hammer. Yeah. Storm Hammer and uh, the uh, poisonous, um, the poisonous dragon, the two three. Wow. I'm oh, really yeah, great yeah. At names tonight. Yeah, I don't remember what's Explorer. Name. Pri- uh, Primor- yeah. Primordial Explorer, I think. Yeah. Um. And so something like this is just going to so go in that and may may make it so that you don't have to play some of the lesser cards. So I I think it's I think it's definitely a five and constructed arena is going to be a little more specific with if you have dragons, but I mean even if it's just a five mana six five, it's they're far worse cards that you could you, you take those there. you yeah. take those and you and you have enough dragon synergy in the sets that i mean assuming that this is offered with descent of dragons it will be right, right. when it get, it will be for now mm-hmm. like if it's you know whenever it's offered with descent of dragons there's enough dragon synergy in there that you will take whatever dragons you can get and this is a yeah. very very good one yeah and probably sticks with a five there yeah okay uh so fresh scent is our last one two mana spell with twin spell give a beast plus two plus two Hey, Steve, remember when they nerfed extra arms and then had to revert it because it was way too good? L- literally, don't get me started on on priest cards getting nerfed and then given to other classes. <laughs> like, we don't want to have that conversation. This is a happy okay, show. Okay, all right. Well, we, we won't then. Here's the deal. This is way safer in Hunter because they don't have an arsenal that will spin things out of control. But when you get this puppy down really early in the game, it can still be pretty dangerous. And especially when paired with beasts like Vicious Scale Hide or, um, or an Animal Companion, pretty much any of them. Uh, yeah, this card is, is just perfectly fine. Yeah, I think the only problem is that you really do have to go all in on beasts to use this. Because mm-hmm. it, you really only see this in like a mid-range hunter that's running, um, running Master's Call and Dire Frenzy right now. And other other than that, you're not seeing it just because most of the other decks are not running. They're running mechs or dragons. They're not running that quantity of beasts. And I don't right. see quite the payoff for running like a full beast deck after Master's Call and Dire Frenzy rotate at the end at, at the end of this mm, year. Sure. So that's the I mean, in that deck, it's good. That deck doesn't seem to be good enough right now, all things considered, because people were trying that at the beginning of the as soon as this card was released. And then it didn't really go very far. Right. Um, but I mean, it, in that deck specifically, it's very good when the key cards for that deck rotate until they print. I mean, they'll they'll print some other beast synergy. That's like, what I was that'll happen. Say, yeah. <laughs> but it's not going to be as bananas monkey balls as uh, Dire Frenzy and Master's Call. So, uh, I mean, you never well, know what they've got up. They printed Wing Guardian. So I don't know. What do I know? <laughs> yeah. I, who knows? I, I have seen this popping up in some um, in some Highlander lists. But yeah, having the critical mass of beasts is really key because the biggest downside to this card is having it in hand and nothing to play it on. And that's just that's a dead card, which is which is pretty not great. So um, so I think it probably falls in the solid four category for me. I agree. uh, In constructed and in arena, it's it really is a your mileage may vary uh, according to 
how many beasts are in your deck. Um, and I'm probably going to shy away from this unless I feel pretty solid that I can use it because a dead draw in Arena can lose you the game. Yeah, I, I mean, it's going to be very draft dependent. It's not going to be a card you're going to pick early. It's going to be a card that you're going to pick later after you've gotten a fairly decent number of beasts. Yeah. So I, that's probably a three in that that's case. That's exactly what I was thinking. Sure. Yeah. All right, on to the mages. All right, right, so um, the card that we all uh, lost our minds about when it first got released. (laughs) So uh, the Amazing Reno is a 10-mana hero card. Uh, Battle Cry, make all minions disappear. Poof. And the hero power, I don't remember what the name of it is, but it's... It's uh, called What Does This Do? Okay. (laughs) Which is very fitting. (laughs) And and, and at the start of your turn, cast a random spell. Mm-hmm. With with targets chosen randomly and and right. flavor wise, this is this is brilliant. Like this is exactly what you expect Reno to be doing. Like yeah. he's playing around with stuff he doesn't understand. He does something <laughs> that makes everything go away, and then random crap just happens for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. This is this is completely on brand. Yeah. Um. As far as playability, I would be shocked if this is not in every Highlander Mage from the moment it gets released up until it rotates. Because mm-hmm. if you've been playing against Druid as Mage lately, um, and Mage does have some game against Druid if it gets a, an early pocket galaxy, but it doesn't have an answer for like big boards. Mm-hmm. Like Mage can deal with a lot of minions that are four or less, uh, four or less health. It can deal with one or two big minions, but it can't deal with like a big board of, of like you know a bunch of like Druid nonsense or like a Ysera awakens, uh, Ysera unleashed. Uh, dragon portal board or or like the the battle cry from like warlock galakrond or something like that like mm-hmm. it doesn't have anything to really be able to remove a bunch of big minions all at once outside of like frost nova doomsayer which is not at all reliable enough right now so i think that you will take the like the, that hero power is clearly going to be um frustrating for somebody mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> but, oh, oh and, yeah and, 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 you know, one spell turn is really, it's not going to be like Yogg. It's going to be more like, this is going to be this annoying thing that happens once a turn. And sometimes it's going to do nothing. Sometimes it's going to do exactly what you want. A lot of, sometimes it's just going to straight out hurt you. And it's going to be just a coin flip every turn. But you will put up with that for the ability to just erase a board and also not have to worry about it coming back. Like the list that you were mm-hmm. mentioning of, of Wing, with Wing Guardian that did run um did run witching hour to bring them back afterward they don't they don't get resurrected like, right right they're truly like, like gone. resurrect priest puts out uh, puts out a board of a whole bunch of minions or they put out like a cloning gallery and you go poof and those minions don't come back for a mass res that's Ever. really really yeah. powerful against certain mm-hmm. decks yeah It'll be interesting to see if this effect finds other places because it, it is super powerful. And to be able to do it one time is is a good kind of limit. But um, but I do kind of wonder because decks like that sort of need that kind of counterplay around. We don't want it to be too accessible, but something like this I, I think feels good. And I it didn't I, – I kept thinking that the um, – that the random spell at the beginning of your turn was too much of a risk. Like, I, I think you would still do it. But then I was listening to my friends on Coin Concede, and Ridiculous Hat was rolling a random spell all throughout an episode oh, yeah. <laughs> recently. And, yeah. like, all of the, I think there was one or two out of, like, ten that were potentially bad. 
Um, so that really got me on the train like, okay, never mind. Yeah, this is an easy fit into into Highlander and potentially other kind of control decks, uh, control mage or like, I don't know, would you play this in like a classic freeze mage, you think? Maybe you might. I mean, we'd have to see it, right? Like, just to delay the game. If Burn Mage came back, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of other instances. Yeah, like yeah, like I, like discover like old school like Ungoro Discover Mage, like right. something like that. Yep. Like mm-hmm. yeah, I mean anything where that's going to be slow enough to want to play a card that costs ten mana. I think you would you would absolutely consider playing it. I mean, yeah. in general, it wouldn't be a, a deck that's like board based, like some of these uh cyclone elemental mages that we're starting to see sure, but right um but anything that's going to be where you're going to be sitting back and controlling the board like i think you would want that as like a panic button absolutely mm-hmm. yeah so i, I think it's got to be a five and constructed um yeah. and won't show up in arena so uh get lots of play this is probably a big reason why you're considering buying the buying the adventure honestly if you're on the on the on the line because this card is going to be a, a beast for any for any mage and you have to buy the whole thing to get it because it's in wing four. Right. It is in the last one. Of course, they, I mean, it, it makes yeah. sense that they would do that. That's just smart. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Arcane Amplifier is next. Three mana, two, five elemental. Your hero power deals two extra damage. So ever since the days of Rastakhan's Rumble, hero power mage has not been a thing. And this is like the probably, in my opinion, like this plus Pyromaniac starts to get really interesting to me and starts to make me want to try to make that happen. I think we're just so far behind in that archetype that it's just not going to happen. But these stats are good. Like the effect stacks uh, dependent on if you're playing more. Um, If they had something like uh, Molten Reflection still or, you know, if you're playing in a wild you can get even more of them. So, like, there's some really interesting effects with this cards. I, I just don't know that it's really gonna, really gonna shake things up. Unfortunately, no. I, I mean, it's. I tried. There was a de- a list that a player named Chun Chunner put out that he called Odd Mage, but it was in standard. And okay. you know, running this <laughs> and like and like Spirit of the Dragonhawk and Pyromaniac mm-hmm. and Janali and like all of the things. And I tried it. And it worked once, and I think I was just lucky. <laughs> and I mean, it feels great when you can go like on eight mana where you can drop two of these and do five damage with a hero power. It feels amazing. Mm-hmm, but sure. like, and 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 you can really get Janelai pumped up pretty quickly. But it just there's not enough that that works with this. And like three damage is it's okay. Mm-hmm. But this is really like a five mana card at that point. Like, yeah, it's a two right. five. It'll probably live, but it's. It, your your opponent's going to kill this as as quickly as they possibly can mm-hmm. and and if you're trying to build like the difference between this and odd mage is that odd mage just changed your hero power and that made it mm-hmm. a lot easier to be able to get that value out of it this has to stay on the board and right. it's it's just really hard to get this thing to stay on the board and you only get two of them you know an odd uh hero power mage in in wild might actually get me to play this card and might oh, actually yeah. get me to play wild too. Cause I think that that would be interesting <laughs> to try out, but <laughs> until then it's, pro- it's probably no higher than a three in constructed. I think it's just yeah, fine. I think so. Yeah, it's good, but you need to build around it and it's, and it's, it's just really hard to do that. And it's going to get harder when stuff rotates out. Yeah. Yeah. In, in arena two, five is, is perfectly fine with stats. And I mean, even if you just think of this as that five mana, two, five battle cry that you mentioned, uh, that deals three damage yeah. to a minion. That's pretty good. And you take that. Uh, I think there's a pretty good chance it'll live another turn. I, I would probably push it to a four in arena. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that in arena, like a, a two five is really hard to deal with to begin with. 
and mm-hmm. then being able to get more use out of the hero power is especially in a class that can take advantage of its hero power already is really yeah. really powerful it can help you stay on board so yeah i think this is definitely a four in arena cool all right and um animated avalanche is a seven mana seven six elemental battle cry if you played an elemental last turn summon a copy of this I want this to work so badly. I've been trying really hard. <laughs> I was playing Cyclone Mage with this. And because you have you have giants, which are, you know, the, the mountain giants are elementals. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Mana Cyclone's an elemental. You can play the Blazing Elemental, which is the, a bonfire elemental. Sorry, that, that's right, the five right. mana five five. And uh, you play Cadgar. Yeah. And when you play Cadgar and then you play this, you get three of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which... It's great, and then you die. <laughs> <laughs> I I watched Kibler playing that deck actually, and he was he was exactly saying that he was like, I think we're not losing. At least when our opponent doesn't do much, we don't lose. You know, so it like it. I think it's kind of a cool card, and it's a cool idea. It feels very elementally to me, but it's just not proactive enough. And those seven sixes aren't doing enough. It's weird that. Three seven sixes in a turn isn't enough right now, but I, there's a chance that it could be maybe in a future set or in a few like once things have rotated out. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, it, maybe in like the new year when we only have four sets, like this will be a little things will slow down because they mm-hmm. always do in a four set meta. True, like this yeah. might be more viable. We're still going to have um, elemental evocation, which helps you get this out on five. Yeah, uh, that's so true. you're you're still gonna have mana cyclone. Oh, you're still gonna have the uh-huh. the the one one the violet spell wing that gives you an uh, arcane missiles. So mm-hmm. there's still like gonna be plenty of these elementals that they've been slowly adding. Your arcane amplifier that we just talked about is an elemental too. Right, right. Um, so it might be that an elemental mage is viable in in like two months. It's just mm-hmm. not good enough right now with everything else that you can do. Yeah, it's probably threes across the board in my yeah. in my opinion. I think so. Yeah, I mean, it, it, in arena, it's just a it's just a big dumb minion, and sometimes right. you need big dumb minions. Yeah, but the the odds of getting two big dumb minions out of it are pretty low. Yeah, you're not going to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on to Uther here. We've got Air Raid to kick things off. A two mana spell with twin spell. Summon two one one silver hand recruits with taunt. Um, I thought this card looked like pretty close to trash when I first saw it. I've since played, you mentioned Chun Chunner, who is now my new favorite person in the world because I played the Paladin, uh, the King Feoris list for a while that had oh, this yeah. in it. Uh, it was so beautiful. It, but it was the quintessential Steve Lubitz story that, my goodness, uh, <laughs> I went on some hot it worked until both it didn't. ways. So, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and th- what was interesting is this card was in that deck, but it really didn't like matter. I, so I don't, I don't really know why it was a deck. This is fine. Like if there's a token paladin deck, I think that this card will be really interesting in it. And I have seen some people playing with the, um, oh gosh, what is it? The new secret or the side, it was the side quest that you summon five minions and, uh, they all, all of your minions get plus one, plus one as a reward. Yeah. Um, that's interesting with this because you can get I mean you have one minion on the board and then you play both of these which is one card and then all of a sudden those are all two twos which is far more relevant than one ones um so yeah I, I think there's probably some implications there's just not a clear deck for it right now in my opinion I mean it's it's actually it works with both side quests if you think about it because the one sanctuary which mm-hmm. which says if you don't take damage for a turn, 
summon a 3-6 taunt, like, this is a pretty good way to protect your face for a turn. Right, absolutely. Um, I was playing, I don't remember whose who's deck it was. I, some people call it pure paladin. I like to call it classy paladin just because it lets me name the deck stay classy San Diego. But, I like it, yep. <laughs> but, but I was playing that and, and it, it was really good about protecting your face. And I think that might run one copy of Sword of Justice in addition to the other side quest. Okay. So like you can get there sort of. I, I've also been seeing some Holy Wrath paladins running this mm-hmm. just because it's early. Again, just protecting your face early. Sure, yeah. Um, and and if you equality or you shrink ray, then they can take out some things. Mm-hmm. So it's it's better than it looks. It's not amazing, but I mean anything that has twin spell on it, you kind of need to look at pretty closely anyway. Um, and I mean I would probably give it a three. I don't think I'd go as high as like a four. I gave it a four when I was doing the spreadsheet. I think I was probably just, it was probably being a little bit overambitious. Three with some upside is probably yeah. right because it, it needs support. It really can't do much on its own, but in the right deck, I think I think there's some potential there. So, Yeah. I mean, it's it, if we get some more aggro paladin tools, which we could, then mm-hmm. this yeah, could definitely, yeah. or, or some more like Silverhand recruit paladin tools, then this could definitely get there. Even paladin definitely would have run this, so yeah. And and I mean in arena you're getting four one ones for two for four mana from one card. Yeah, it's kind of a stand against darkness. Actually, I didn't think about yeah. that, but um, and, but you would definitely pick that in in arena for sure. And so. they have taunt too, which is relevant. Yeah. So yes, so it's probably a three and a four. Yeah, I think so. I think cool. Take us on high of the dragon lord of the oh, Murlocs, who we didn't Skill, know that we wanted so, or needed. <laughs> so Skill Lord is a five mana five six dragon battle cry. Give your Murlocs divine shield. Why? Why <laughs> are you doing this? Like, think- if you have enough Murlocs on board to, that giving them divine shield matters, you probably just won the game. Yeah. Like. And and do you really you if you're spending five mana on something, it needs to in in a Murloc Paladin, it probably needs to be killing your opponent that turn. Well, now so, here's here's the one thing I didn't think about though, Steve is mm-hmm. is this card that lives on in the battlegrounds that we used to play called Gentle Megasaur, and Gentle Megasaur would always go in these Murloc decks because you you would be able you would be gunning usually for either Wind Fury or plus three attack. Uh, yeah. It would it would adapt all of them, and this is like a guaranteed one. Um, I don't know, maybe there's, but it's the act- guaranteed one that you didn't want that you took when you didn't get the yeah. other two that were offered to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's the problem. It's true. It it just lets your Murlocs live. It doesn't actually push the aggression, which is typically what Murloc decks want to do anyway. Yeah, no, I'm right. There like back. if you got I'm if right it was cheaper, right? Like if you mm-hmm. could build a board of Murlocs and then play this behind it and protect them from return so they could attack. Then sure, I'm with you. But at five mana, that's you've that that train's left the station. You need to have a board <laughs> <Right>. already, <laughs> and or I guess that dragon has left the dragon nest, whatever. But the roost, uh, yeah. you know. <laughs> but but you need to already have a board in place, and then you're giving them divine shield. What so you can trade through a taunt? I mean, maybe. But like you're already kind of conceding defeat at that point anyway. So Th- that's yeah, what I was gonna say. You're is, not winning that game. Yeah. Yeah. It's an easy one so, in constructed in arena. It's a pit lord, I guess, or a pit fighter. Yeah, um, it's a five mana five, five six. Mana you five, just six. take those. You would take yeah. you would take Draken in operative a lot um, in arena when it was offered or when it is offered, mm-hmm. just because it's a five mana five six. You don't care if you're going to get the get the the battle cry off. It's same thing with Gentle Megasaur. It's a four mana five four. You just take it. 
So it's probably a three just because the stats are fine. Yeah. Yeah, I will begrudgingly give it a three, even though I don't want to because it's a stupid card. <laughs> don't try to make Dragon Murloc Paladin a thing. All right, we got yeah. Shotbot. Two mana, two, two mech with Reborn. Super simple. Uh, shielded Minibot was insane when we had that in the GVG days. And I, I don't know if Shielded Minibot still sees play in Wild, but like this is like the implosion version of it, I guess, because you want to trade differently, where with Shielded Minibot, you try and deal as much damage up front and then uh, be kind of cautious with the back half. Uh, this is sort of the other way where you, I don't know, it, it feels like a, a little bit less proactive of a mech. Although if you up or magnetize, you don't really care regardless, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, mech paladin is becoming a thing now because it beats Druid. So oh, yeah, like yeah. if it's another mech that is hard to get rid of, mm-hmm. I mean, even just like a uh, micro mummy, is a pain in the butt in that deck just because it's another yeah, mech yeah. that can stick that you can magnetize onto. Mm-hmm. Same thing here. It's, and I mean, it's, it's Mecharu. It's Mecharu one it, up, you know? Yeah, it's Mecharu that comes back with two attacks. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, you'll play it in Mech Paladin. You'll probably play it in a lot of decks just because it's a little thing that's hard to remove the same way that mm-hmm. Shielded Minibot just got slotted in because it was easy to deal with, easy yeah. to, to fit into a deck, and, and it did a lot. So I think that's a four right there. Yeah, I think four is fair. In Arena, it's probably... It's probably a five. I mean, I don't know why you so. would ever not pick this. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good... Uh, it's it's a minion that you need to attack and do twice to kill it. Like, that's pretty good. That's the definition of a good <laughs> of a good arena yeah. card, for sure. Yeah. All, right, All right, time to buckle into the third and fourth hours of our review here with a <laughs> few priest cards. How about that? <laughs> oh, yeah, let's let's go... Uh, let, let's go to the uh, the seventh level of hell, which, dis- which is disappointment with these, these priest cards. <laughs> oh, man. All right. <sighs> Take us into your misery, Steve. So Dark Prophecy is a three-mana spell. Discover a two-cost minion, summon it, and give it plus three health. No, no, you're not going to do this. Like, this is not, <laughs> like, okay. So if I'm being charitable, if I'm going to, if I'm going to not be annoyed that this is the priest card they're giving us, mm-hmm. uh, when priest is already kind of stuck right now, aside sure. from a, a couple of fringe archetypes, mm-hmm. like. Combo. If combo priest is going to be a thing, if we're not if we're not having divine spirit get rotated the hall of fame, like it's pretty likely that we're going to we're it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Then this is a way to get a minion with a big butt and then make it bigger, right? Like if you get like a tolvir, uh, injured tolvir off of this, like you're ecstatic, right? Then you're getting like of a course, two nine yeah. taunt. Mm-hmm. That's that's the high roll. The the low roll is that you're getting like a novice engineer. Right. You're not getting the battle cry off of it. You're getting like mm-hmm. a one four. Um, in, in a combo priest, that's still fine. Yeah. But like, you also have injured blade master, and that's just better. And mm-hmm. like, you know, you're gonna lose a couple of cards, but you're not losing that many cards from the deck. So I just don't know where this fits in. And outside of that deck specifically, like, you really don't want this. Like, there's no right. reason that you would really want this in like any other kind of priest deck. Yeah, I think that the only implications for this are really like random eff- effects, at least for now. You know. Um, you get this off of what does this do in your Reno Mage, and you're totally fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's, um, a, it's a free, it's a free big buy. It's fine. Exactly, right? but but yeah, I don't see any realistic. You just put the good minion in your deck. You don't hope for high rolling the you know one out of thirty two. Yeah, there's probably more two cost minions than that. So I I think it's. I think it's probably a two because it's I guess it's okay and who knows maybe down the line this is just you know it's worth a roll of the dice but probably you're just better suited finding good things instead of yeah uh, hoping for them yeah and in arena you'll probably get decent arena stats out of this most of the time yeah 
So you probably just take it. It's pro- it's a fair three drop. Mm-hmm. It's probably just about as good as any three drop you're going to get. And you have three shots at making it a decent three drop. So it's probably yeah. a three. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. Next here is Cleric of Scales, a one mana one one battle cry. If you're holding a dragon, discover a spell from your deck. I still remember the moment that this was revealed and how quickly I shot you a message that said, oh my gosh, Shadow Visions is back. And Steve said, no, no, it's not. <laughs> this, this is not Shadow Visions, Andrew. Yeah. So, um, so I had to take a step back and recognize Shadow Visions was discover a copy of a spell from your deck, which this is not. This is discovering a spell from your deck. So you will be shown three spells that are in your deck. You will draw the one that you choose, and the other two will stay in your deck. So so there is still a good tutor effect here. I mean, a one-mana 1-1 one, one does nothing and doesn't fit into anything. So I, the question really is if this, if this battle cry of tutoring a spell out is enough. And I'll, I'll yield the floor to you, my friend, to speak into whether that's actually what Priest wants to do or not. Yeah, I mean, it is. Like, it's it's still good. It's still mm-hmm. a good effect, it, regardless of, like, what kind of deck you're playing, right? The If you're playing a combo priest, that there's there's a way to build combo priest with a lot of dragons. In Wild, certainly, because that mm-hmm. was the way that you played. I don't know if you still do, but that certainly for a long time was the way you played combo priest with mm-hmm. uh, with things like uh, Twilight Drake and, like, Dra- you'd use Draken and Operatives and you'd use things like the, you know, like the 3-6 taunt and... Um, right and like sleepy dragon and stuff like that mm-hmm. that that you could just make really big that started out really big mm-hmm. um and you could build it that way in standard you still have twilight drakes you could probably put in um you know some of the some of the low uh, low attack high health dragons and and just kind of get there yeah um even like there was a, a highlander priest that i was that firebat was playing that was just running dragons and like use this to find things like mass hysteria and plague attack mm. and stuff like that. And it, it's fine, right? Like it's sure, it's sure. still, it, even though you're getting the card, you're not getting like extra copies of it. Being mm-hmm. able to find a, a spell from your deck, especially getting three shot, three chances at it. And you probably don't run that many spells in a deck that's running this. So you can control what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Um, getting the right spell and having it be one mana then makes it so that it's not that much more expensive that you can very likely play that spell the same turn. So this is a really good effect. It just doesn't fit in any decks that we want to play right now because Combo Priest is not running Dragons right now. And the only other Priest deck that we have is Resurrect Priest, which does really super does not want to dr- resurrect a 1-1. No, so, no, no, no. That's off the table. <laughs> so so you're looking at something like if Galakron Priest becomes a thing and I'm not holding out hope, despite what I said on this program the last time that we were talking about this, um, or some other kind of control priest that doesn't rely on resurrection comes around, then you'll probably see this. Until then, yeah. it's going to be hard to kind of shoehorn it. I didn't think about it as a, but as you're speaking, I'm thinking about this really as a tracking with a one one body attached yeah. and not discarding any cards, which that's, I mean, tracking gets played and it's worse just empirically, I think, than this. So, um, yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's probably a solid four, I would guess. Yeah, I think so. It I doesn't mean, fit you, everywhere, you play, but it's going to do some work when, when like, you do want it. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Like you play Tor- Tor- Torch Hole and Pilgrim for eight mana to, to cast a random spell from your deck and not do even choose Steve? the target. Do, do you see? Is that? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, oh I'm sorry. I was th- sorry. I was thinking. Oh, about you were thinking Tortola Primalist. <laughs> no, 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 no. Tortola Pilgrim's um, the good one. I've learned my lesson. Yes. Tortola Pilgrim's yes. a good one. Sorry, I didn't mean to revive the uh, the oldest. Yeah. Oldest, it's okay. Uh, it's a, it's a glacial that. mystery why you would have th- gone to that card, but it's fine. Oh my gosh, I deserve that. Um, in Arena, <laughs> this is not going to happen. I mean, 
it's probably a one there, right? Yeah. I mean, it might get a little bit better in some some set mixtures where you have a lot of dragons. Um, but yeah, Maybe. even then, like, how many spells are you, you know, which kind of spells are you are you drafting? Do you really need to do that? Like, do you want to spend a card to do that? Probably not. Mm. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, so Aeon Reaver is a six mana four four dragon battle cry deal damage to a minion equal to its attack. Well, great. This is not really what priest needs right now. Like no. <laughs> priest priest has a gazillion ways to remove minions. Mm-hmm. This is one that's at least a battle cry on a minion. So at least like you can get around things like, um, like a wing guardian or, or some of the elusive dragons. Like you kind of, you probably do need that to some extent. I'm probably being a little harder on it than I should be. Mm-hmm. But like in general, like we have forbidden words, we have shadow words, we have penance, we have like so many different ways to remove a minion. You don't have any way to actually win the game once you've done all that. Mm-hmm. Um, this at least is a dragon, so you can activate dragon synergies. We just talked about that, and it's still going to allow you to develop and remove. But that's generally like in most decks, that's what like in a tempo deck, like in rogue, this would be amazing. In priest. Yeah, it's fine, but it's not really what Priest needs right now. Yeah, I mean, you look at a deck like um, like Highlander Mage, and the reason I still get frustrated against that deck is because they just consistently remove everything from my board and don't give me a chance to do what I want to do. So, like, I, I hear you saying and agree that Priest isn't in a place where they need more removal, but this is still a fine removal card on its own, and I think that there's enough here that Priest might be okay with doing that if their greater needs of a mid-game or closing strategy actually get met. On its own right now, there's just no reason to play this card. But I think that as the meta develops, as cards get rotated out, and as we see hopefully some new cards, we don't need Raza and um, and Shadow Reaper Anduin back necessarily. But I think Priest desperately needs something like that that's an engine to be able to deal damage, you know? If a Highlander Priest ever does become viable, like like Firebat was trying, like you'd run this, right? Like you you would because sure, you yeah, need to totally. replace some of that removal. Mm-hmm. So like if Highlander decks are a real consideration, this could fit into there. It's not trash, it's just not great. But that's probably a three. It's fine, right? Like it's it's fine, and and fine yeah. is like the definition of a three. I think I think I'll go with you on that. I would probably bump it to a four in arena just because yeah, it's yeah. got the removal. It's it's understated, but if you can remove anything that's halfway decent, then that's that's really good. That's what you want, essentially. Yep. Absolutely. Okay, great. Uh on to the roguish cards. We've got Shadow Sculptor to kick things off. A five mana three two minion with combo. Draw a card for each card you've played this turn. This is a really weird backwards Gadgetzan Auctioneer. And as I was thinking about it, I was thinking, this is probably the fairer Gadgetzan Auctioneer that should have existed for Rogue all along. Um, but while Gadgetzan Auctioneer is still out there, I, I don't want this. While while Galakrond Rogue is able to draw, what, seven cards for free, I don't know why I play this card. It's it's just a very over or understated, awkward interaction card for me. I mean, the the reason that you play this instead of Gadget and Auctioneer is because Gadget and Auctioneer says spell and this says card, and that's a big difference. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Right. And and so that's something that is and and there is something to be said about sometimes you do want to be able to play this after the fact. Um so uh, the the only use case where I could see this, right? is like Mali Ghost Rogue is running Umbral Skulker, right? Mm-hmm. And so like I could see a scenario where you would want to 
play some play an umbral skulker, play all the coins, and then use the mana from the coins to play the shadow sculptor afterward. Sure, yeah, in, in all that. in one turn, right? Like mm-hmm. I could see that. Um, out, but that like Maligos Rogue is not as good as just playing Galakrond, mm-hmm. and it's got you know there's other things that it can do to to draw. But I mean, right now it's running Candle Breath. And, and like Twilight Drakes, just to be able to draw through the deck to be able to find everything. Yeah. So in that type of a deck, I can see it. Most of the time, I think the Gadgetstan Auctioneer is not even the competition for this. It's it's Wondrous Wand and it's Galakrond. <laughs> right. and, and like, you can already draw so much for free. Like, why would you want to, why, what more do you need to be drawing, really? Mm-hmm. Like, and then, and actually have to pay the cost for those cards. So yeah. I think that's those, I mean, I could see in a world in which you're still like, playing those in a Maligos Rogue, and then play this for free off of the Galakrond or the Wondrous Wand. But even then, it's like, there's only so much card draw you can fit into a deck at some point. Yeah. I My gut says to give it a two, probably, in Constructed. Yeah. Um, it, it may find a place down the road, especially if Auctioneer gets Hall of Famed at some point, then this might uh, see a lot more play in the right style decks, but we don't even have that style deck right now so yeah and, uh, and it's good and, and i mean it's released in a year with high spare and togwaggle and galakron right which so it's it like will it's stay never with not going to be with those <laughs> yeah. cards so that's yeah. the problem yeah and in arena i mean it's draw it's are you paying are you, five if you're top yeah. decking this you're so sad you're yeah. so sad. oh yeah yeah like and and i mean five mana is a lot and you're gonna have to fit like Again, like I just talked about the the way you would use that in constructed, which is like with Umbral Skulker, Skulker giving you three coins and then going to go into this, right? That's never happening in Arena ever. Right, right. So no, like, but maybe I'm you're gonna get to... like one or two cards out of it, and if you're lucky, that's what I'm trying to think of. Though, like, what's the minimal viable case scenario where I'm okay with playing this? I think I I, I think with one card I'm okay. I'm not happy, but two I feel okay about that. If I can draw two more cards off this. Which isn't terribly unreasonable, but usually in arena you're trying to tempo to have good tempo every turn, and I'm certainly not going to save cards so that I can have some bigger shadow sculptor turn. I, I have to be keeping up with my opponent. So, um, yeah, it's it's probably a one because I'm I'm trying to think so hard about how to make it work, and that's usually not a good sign for stuff like this. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the, don't don't do it. Okay. All right, so uh, Sky Vatir is a two mana one three ste- pirate with stealth death rattle draw a card, and this is actually way better than it looks. I'm really surprised, like yeah. way better than it looks, because I was playing this in some Galakron Rogue. It's been making its way into some tournament lists, and and it does it actually does a lot for you in that deck because it's a two drop in a deck where you really don't have a lot of two drops. Yeah, you can you can um, you can dagger, but you don't actually get to get anything on board. It's got stealths, which means that you can stick a Praise Galakrond onto it and have it have a, a target for that, or even Seal Fate mm-hmm. if you need to. And mm-hmm. one three trades off a lot of opposing lackeys in the mirror, mm-hmm. and and or a lot of like quest hunter tokens or or whatever. So and then you're drawing a card, which you want to do because you want to find your invokes, you want to find Galakrond. It is it is surprisingly it's it's almost like Blood Mage Thalnos in a way. Yeah, where, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Where it's like, yeah, you could do all those things on different cards, but you don't get them all in one card. And when you get them all in one card, it does a lot of different things for you. Mm-hmm. So I was actually way more impressed with this card than I expected to be. Yeah, I think the way to think about this, if you're still not sold, is think about the other thing that Rogue does on turn two, which is dagger up, right? 
With daggering up, you're able to attack twice. You take some face damage. Skyvateer is guaranteed practically to attack at least once. And if you get her down in the early game, you'll be able to to probably trade into a couple things, whether they're lackeys or tokens or something like that. So dealing that extra damage, especially if you can get Praise Galakrond on it, um, is is not something to balk at. So I think I think it's probably a solid four. Like it'll I think so. It'll continue to see play, and you certainly want it over like a loot hoarder in that deck because of the stealth, um, because of the of being able to trade it in several things. That three health is is definitely relevant. Yeah, the three health makes a big big difference, and and the stealth is relevant just because you you mm-hmm. need to you need to be able to target your own minions sometimes. Yeah, yeah. In arena, it's probably more of a three. I might take loot hoarder in there. I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's fine, right? Like it's it's you're gonna get offered some other you're gonna need some two drops. It's not bad. I mean it's it the one health the one attack is a little bit of a problem, right? But even so, it's still you you still get to draw off of it anyway, which is still yeah. useful. And maybe the fact that it replaces off. itself is a big deal. So yeah, I'd, I'd yeah. say it's a three. And it can't be pinged off, minute. right? Like that's yeah. the other mm-hmm. thing. Like right. like loot hoarder can get pinged off. This can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got to deal with it. All right, and the last rogue card is Waxmancy, a two-mana spell. Discover a Battlecry minion, reduce its cost by two. Don't you kind of wish that the design team now was able to speak into what the classic team did at the very beginning with certain zero-cost cards that have a similar effect? What, you mean like reducing anything by two? Like, let's not do that? I'm I'm just saying to me... I'd rather have this as a core part of, of Hearthstone as opposed to Shadow Step because Shadow Step has always been a problem. And this is like fine. Like it's it's kind of interesting in some ways. I don't know that this ever finds itself into a deck. I mean, actually, maybe as Miracle Fodder, it'd be fine. Um, but yeah, I just don't, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just whatever. It's amazing to me how quickly... Um, the reducing the effect or reducing the cost uh, just solely's a card in my in my mind <laughs> as opposed to something like Shadow Step. I mean, you'll you'll take this off of Ethereal Aki sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like that's totally. that's what it is. You, I don't think you're really putting this into a deck. It's because it's mm-hmm. not like you're not putting this into a into a Burgle Rogue because it's from your class, mm-hmm. and it's like even like like. There's I forget what the name of the the shaman card that does this that discovers a battle cry minion when you can get Shutterwalk and you have a deck Blazing Invocation. Each... Yeah, Blazing Invocation. Like how often do you play that deck that card? Never. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you get it off an Ethereal Lackey just because like you would rather just put the card in your deck. Mm-hmm. I mean this the, the the discount is relevant, but you also have Shadow Step if you really want to do that. Yeah, so. exactly. I think it's it's a one in constructed in arena. It's probably it's probably still a one. Maybe it's a two, actually, because you it's get probably a two. You I get mean, some kind of um, flexibility with what you need in the moment, so it's it's okay. It's not something you're really excited about taking, but it's fine. You you get offered worse spells. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like like yeah, there, there there's gonna be times where you're gonna get to get offered other things that are worse, and you'll just you'll take it. And you'll the hardest sell we've it. ever seen on the Happy Hearthstone, right there. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next one is yours, the legendary right. weapon of Shaman. So the Fist of Raden is a four mana, one four legendary weapon. After you cast a spell, summon a legendary minion of that cost, lose one durability. So once upon a time, we had a card called Medivh the Guardian, who gave us a weapon called Atiesh, 
that would do this but it was it was any minion not just legendary minions and that that does make a big difference yeah yeah and just in terms of of limiting the pool a lot and you know you can get some you know if you if you limit it right and i haven't really done all all the research on like which pools are better but like on average like a legendary minion is probably going to be better than your average minion there's some crazy possibilities here um and the probably the biggest example is on turn four or turn eight excuse me if you play this and play a four cost spell uh you could get archmage vargoth off that and that is probably yeah. the most relevant thing. Um, if you're able to get him on the board for free and then replay whatever you got. Now, that's a slim case. I, I, and I don't know how many four-cost legendary minions there are that you're competing with. So this is going to be probably an above-average investment for you, and especially in some kind of control shell of Shaman that has a lot of good big spells. Uh, you're going to get plenty worth out of this, or plenty of, plenty of value. Wow, plenty of worth. Um, it's going to be good value for you from the claw, from the fist, if you play those spells. So, um, yeah. it just I mean, feels bad to develop for four mana, but other than that, I think it's great. I mean, you know, like you're going to, pl- you're going to be playing earthquake in that deck, right? And like mm-hmm. Archmage Antonitis is a card that you can get or, and, and Prophet Velen is too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like those are, I mean, there are also some, there are some bad ones. Like you could get a Valdris Felgorge and you're going to be pretty sad. But like there are, or, or you could get a black Hulk gunspire, and that's like my dream. <laughs> I don't know that shaman. Well, earthquake is fine, I guess, with that. So yeah. Um, but you could also get an Azalina Soul Thief. There's like a lot of variants there. But I mean, sure. Regardless, right? Like as even if it's like a complete bust, you're still just you're still clearing a board and then getting a minion for free behind it. Like that's like the control dream. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, you know that's that's worth playing the card it's one card that you're going to play in a deck like that that's going to be running a lot of expensive spells to clear the board anyway you're running Haggath this game you're running earthquake you're running the the spell we're going to talk about in a second um you know there are you might even run things like reign of toads probably not but that's like the the kind of card that you would be running and you at least until rotation you're probably running Hagatha, which will give you a lot of those expensive spells anyway yeah, even if you yeah. don't put them in your deck it's Probably a five, I think. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't see why you wouldn't run it in a control shaman. Mm-hmm. Like, there's very little downside. There's a lot of upside. So I think that's a five. In arena, like a one-four weapon isn't good, um, but if you can get one proc off of this and you get to trade with some stuff, it's okay. There's probably yeah. worse legendary minions that you <laughs> that you could pick than this. And I mean, you take lights justice sometimes. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, you're not happy about it, but you'll take it. Mm-hmm. So I think this is probably a three. Like, it's not great. You yeah. probably won't get a lot of value out of it, but you can still mm-hmm. find uses for the weapon. Yeah. And you maybe you get like one or two minions out of it. Yeah, I think that's great. Eye of the Storm is the spell that you alluded to. Ten mana spell. Summon three, five, six elementals with taunt, and it overloads you for three. I, I remember seeing this card, and I think the entire community just let out a groan because we're we're sick of wolves with these with these stats, and especially the the this effectively costing thirteen as opposed to what the four I think that uh, dragon pack uh, yeah five cost. five I, it's it's just it's crazy when you think about it, um, but there's still quite a bit to be said for this card. I mean. That is a boatload of stats that you're getting. 15, 18. 
Um, and all taunts, they have to be dealt with. And there are no clean clears for that other than like a twisting nether. So if your opponent's like a Highlander deck and they've got Zephyrus, yeah, that feels bad. Um, but even if they do that and clear your whole board, you've still got the initiative next turn. And seven mana is plenty to be able to develop and do some other stuff with. So it's it, this card is way more interesting to me now than I think it was back then because um, you, you probably need to be at least somewhat ahead on board. Um, but actually you don't because the taunt forces your opponent to deal with it. So I don't know, maybe they can trade in everything and then still have initiative. I just feel like this is a card that can really swing things in your favor if done right. Yeah. I mean, flick shot, flick sky Shiv is a card. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, that's sure. <laughs> like there, I, I don't know. It seems like 10 matter to put a bunch of butts on board. I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, like you have rain of toads right now, which are, again is two fours and not five sixes, mm-hmm. but that's six mana with three overload. And yeah. Three overload is still a lot because your your spells are still expensive. You're usually, as a control deck, having to do multiple things in a turn at that point in the game. Mm-hmm. And if those th- three five sixes don't hold, you are in a huge hole because you just spent your entire turn doing it. Now, you probably still run this because you're running the weapon and you want to be able to high roll and get a death wing alongside your three five sixes. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but I, I mean, I wonder, I mean, that's, that's felt like a meme so far and that's really been the only place where you've really been able to do that. So, I mean, this is a way for that deck to finish the game is to get 15 attack on board and tell your opponent to deal with it after you've kind of gone through the gauntlet of whatever they're doing. But that, but like, if you swing at the king, you best not miss. Sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> that's a good point. I I still think that it's probably a four. I think there's reason enough for this to make it into decks. And the deck may not exist now uh, in a good form, but I think it could come down the line. Yeah, it's I, I'll I'll acquiesce to that. I, okay. I think it's not as good as that, but I'll I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. In arena, um, this this is either winning you the game or or yeah. you're never going to play it. Yeah, and exactly. I'm not sure it's which. hard to it's hard to evaluate because of this. I mean, you top deck this in the late game, you're really really pleased with that, you know. And in the early game, it's just it's going to slow you down. You're hoping that the rest of your cards make it work out. I mean, maybe we split the difference and just say it's a three because I, yeah, I think you're just is. take you're taking a risk if you if you draft this. And yeah. uh, I think that if if you're happy with it, you have to recognize that it was because it was a risk that paid off, not because it's some overpowered card in arena necessarily. Yeah. Um, so explosive evolution is a two mana spell transform a, min- a minion into a random one that costs three more. Um, I'm scared. What? <laughs> like, like, how did, how did we not learn this? Why, why are we evolving stuff still? <laughs> I mean, at least this one costs mana. So that's, that's yes. something that's, that's, that's very good. That's very good. <laughs> um, shaman still has a lot of ways to abuse this. Um, bat, you know, quest shaman is running a lot of minions. It's going to be losing Mutate. There's no reason that you couldn't just keep playing this, even though you don't run Mogu Flush Shaper in that deck, and that's why it's not really as much of a deck anymore. But even then, you can still find things like Former Champ, which is also rotating, but there will be other things that will have very low stats and very powerful battle cries Mm -hmm. that you'll want to double, and then you can use this to take advantage of it. Uh, I it's probably not as scary as it seems, just because it does cost two, which is a lot bi- a lot it's, bigger of an impact than zero. It's way better. Yes. I but, here's here's yeah. my biggest concern. I know you say, like Mogu Flesh Shaper has definitely gone on the sidelines, but correct me if I'm wrong. If you explosive evolution a Mogu Flesh Shaper, it turns into a mountain giant, right? Or or a grave horror, yes. Or a grave horror. 
Um, I remember another deck that had a card that changed whatever into a mountain giant or a grave horror. And that was a problem that got nerfed into the ground. Um, yeah, but that also got to do it twice. It made two of them. And, um, you know, that was a little bit different. But, I mean, you still do have... I mean, we're going to talk... There's a card that's getting reduced by the amount of damage you do to your opponent mm-hmm. that you can play for free and mm-hmm. then play this on it and then yep. you get a six drop. And then that's, you don't care. Yeah, and that's pretty scary. And yeah. I would ima- I would not be surprised to see Token Druid... Token Druid. Token Shaman running that, yeah. right? Like, it's it's not too much of a stretch to see a deck that is aggressive like a token a token overload shaman yeah that not to would mention, run yeah that would run that not, and then be able to evolve this or or even just like one of the one one tokens that comes off of a thunderhead and make it a four drop and that's fine. right right and we and we still do have spirit of the frog for a little bit longer and this just yep. slots right into all those cheap spells that just spin into each other so i think i think it's probably a four yeah, um, it's it's not as crazy. I mean, I remember us giving mutate a zero. I think we super <laughs> did, and we were super wrong. <laughs> well, and it, it needed the support, and I think the same is true of this that it needs the support in order to be crazy. But there there are at least two cards that we can immediately see that will that will get some big upside, and I don't know that you're as necessarily dependent on those because three more is a really big jump instead of the one more that we've dealt with in the past. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to be fair, you're paying two for that. So you're basically only getting you're getting the same effect, mm-hmm. but it's a lot easier to get minions that for free that you that you can then upgrade. And if you can get anything cost reduced, like a giant, like uh, like like uh, the Felwing that we're going to talk about, like a Mogu Flesh Shaper, then this gets out of hand in a hurry. Yeah. What and, about and Arena? Arena it's probably a three. I mean, it lets you heal. Yeah. If you think of it as like, you know, healing a minion that traded off and then getting it and then upgrading it, it's probably just as mm-hmm. good as putting a minion in your deck. So, and, you, and especially, just ta- you probably just take it. Especially with the totem roll. I mean, you think about that, that's a four mana yeah. develop a four, a random four cost minion. So that's fine. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think three's about right there. Yep. Okay, moving on to Warlock here, we've got Chaos Gazer, 3-mana, 4-3 Demon, Battle Cry, corrupt a playable card in your opponent's hand. They have one turn to play it. So if you haven't looked into how this plays out, this is a disruption card, uh, meaning that it is going to scan your opponent's hand and look at how much mana they have the next turn, and it's going to determine a playable card for their next turn. Uh, and then randomly it'll choose one of those cards uh, and it will force them to either play it this next turn or they will lose it. It will get discarded. Uh, so I love that there's a card like this. Uh, we probably need some kinds of cards. Th- those kinds of mechanics are very common in like uh, weathered games like Magic the Gathering. I, they have so much counterplay. It's insane. And in a game like Hearthstone where there's little counterplay outside of secrets, I like that they're thinking outside the box to create this that sort of does that. Um, now, that, that all being said, this being on a vanilla minion, it's probably okay. I think that the most interesting application is in a matchup where you're facing off against a control player. Like, think about a control warrior deck that has a brawl in their hand or a warpath in their hand. And if this hits one of those cards, you're forcing them to use it, uh, whereas they usually want to hold on to that for the perfect turn. So, And taking one of those away from their deck is is not a, a game changer, but it is a big 
Turkish deal, I guess. So yeah. I, it's weird for me to see where this is going to fit in. I, I, I think it sort of fits into like a control warlock if there's a control heavy meta. Um, this is also great against combo decks, obviously, because if you take out one of their combo cards, which they don't want to play ever, that's great. So uh, it's it's okay, it's fine. I think it's a really interesting card, and um, it'll be it'll be very meta dependent whether we actually see it in play or not. Yeah, I mean, we're losing Demonic Project. You need to have some sort of a of a effect like this. Like we've had Dirty Rat in the past, mm-hmm. and we have and we've had Demonic Project. This is more interesting because it's not it's not dependent on it being a um a, a minion a battle cry based combo so mm-hmm. if it's a spell based combo like something like a freeze mage way back when right like that or or maybe like get hitting the holy wrath in oh uh, gosh in yeah Paladin, right <laughs> like yeah like those types of things like you really you, you want to be able to do that i think that it this is generally a lot less effective than it seems and very often this is the kind of card that gets inserted when one is at the ranked floor and tilting off the face of the earth uh, <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> but i mean i'm glad that it exists i'm glad that we have that counterplay i don't think it's going to be that super useful and i prefer that it be neutral rather than in warlock yeah i agree yeah mm-hmm. but i mean there, maybe there's like some sort of an argument for putting this in a zoo where you're forcing your opponent to play one of the cards that they may not want to play that turn or lose it, as opposed to a clear that they want to play or something that's more efficient. Maybe mm-hmm. that's that's something, but I, you know, I have a hard time seeing it in anything outside of like a, a hard control warlock. Yeah, but it's I'm glad it exists. I don't think you're gonna want to play it very much. It's probably like a two. I'm I'm okay with that on two, and and in arena. It's, I mean, it's a three. It's like a finely yeah. vanilla statted minion. The effect might do something positive for you. If you if you do get some uh, card advantage from it, then that's great. Um, but uh, but I, I doubt that's going to happen often, honestly. So I, it's probably mostly just a three for its stats. Yeah. Yep, that's fine. Okay. Um, is this next one mine? This one's yours, yep. Okay, so uh, Fiendish Servant is a 1-mana 2-1 demon. Death Rattle give this minion's attack to a random friendly minion. So this this wording is not super clear until you play <laughs> Battlegrounds. Right, exactly. And Because I thought it actually changed the other minion's attack to 1, which made this way worse than it, than it actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's adding its attack to a friendly minion, right. which is much better. Mm-hmm. So like in a zoo deck, it's fine, right? Like You mm-hmm. want demons, you want 1-drops, you want buffing attack. So this does all of those things. It's fine. It probably fits into there. I know that I've seen a couple of zoo lists this week playing them. They haven't been great just because zoo's not in a great spot, but it doesn't hurt it. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a fairly decent card, and you, you probably it's not exciting, but it's fine for what those decks want to do. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, I think I think it's just a straight three. Like it's just yeah. it's just perfectly fine. It will get crowded out by cards that are better than it. Um, but if you're if you're looking for a new zoo flavor, then this is an interesting addition, and it'll take care of any demon synergies that you have too. So, it's it's probably just an easy threes across the board, honestly. Yep. Okay. Yep. And the last warlock card here is Twisted Knowledge, two mana spell, discover two warlock cards. And uh, I guess for a hand warlock, like you're filling up your hand more. Uh, but you're also not doing anything for those turns. I don't know. This is like a weird arcane intellect where it's like you might get some cards that are good. Um, it is cheap comparatively to that. 
but it, that, that's a risk that you're taking, and I don't know that Hand Warlock has any problems right now, either with having cards in hand or for having the cards that it needs. Yeah, no, I mean, Warlock cards on average are worse than most class cards just because they're balanced below or because of the Warlock tarot power. Mm-hmm. And so you really, like, you could just put good cards in your deck. Like, yeah. so, you yeah. know, you, and there are ways to add cards to your hand if you need to. I don't like I saw some like some of the trash lock what what's called the trash lock decks mm-hmm, that are right. running like the dragon eggs and crap like that like trying to run this just to get like more soul fires mm-hmm. but like don't do that like play <laughs> lackeys if that's what you want to do like then yeah, you can just discover yeah. spells but like there's a lot of bad warlock cards and and it's not spells it's all cards mm-hmm. there's a lot of bad warlock minions too and like you don't really want to get stuck with like a sense demons or something no, like that. You no. really don't like just, just put good cards in your deck. Don't play this. Yeah. I think it's a one and yeah. in and arena. Both. I don't know, man, in arena, like just getting some card advantage might be worth it. I mean, cause two mana is a pretty low, low barrier for that. Yeah. Um, but even arcane intellect is a, is a tough sell in arena. And is that's it really? Drawing, yeah. Because I mean, it's, you're still not doing anything that turn and it's drawing you it's drawing you two cards that are out of your deck and that's kind of like it's okay it's medium okay so like this is like two cards that who knows what they're going to be you could just draft something that you know what's going to be you always mm-hmm. want to have you always rather have cards that you picked from the draft rather than like sure random sure. stuff okay i'll go with you on that ones across yeah. the board there yeah um so uh bomb wrangler is a 3 mana 2 3 uh, minion for warrior. Whenever this minion takes damage, summon a one-one boombot. And uh, yes, I ordered the bomb this time. And um, it, this is this is really good. It's it's slotting right into Galakron warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just because you, anything that's running like awaken for starters, where you're you're dam- and you're running things like inner rage, like anything that's doing self damaging stuff, like getting boombots on top of that that can do extra damage and help you control board mm-hmm. is just really good. Yeah. And and it's like a it's a fairly static minion, and it's something that demands removal and often hard removal to keep it from generating more boom, more boom bots. So yeah, yeah, this is this is a really really good card. I think if this were a three mana two three with a death rattle summon a one one boom bot, it would still see some play. It obviously, yeah, it wouldn't so. be as good, but I, that still feels like a fine card to me. So the fact that you can get one, two, or even three off of this, I I don't think that you're running. Um, What's the uh, the beaming sidekick and trying to get more value? No, but off you can draw it from Galakron sometimes. Sure, yeah, and then it'll be buffed. Yeah, I I think that it's a pretty good powerhouse. It's a I I don't know that Warrior needed something like this, but it's it's perfectly fine. I I still think I want to give it a four, um, but it's yeah. like it's like a really solid four. It's a solid four. Yeah. It's it's not you're not building a deck around this, but it's it's really good in the decks that it runs in and and mm. arena too. Like yeah yeah absolutely. You know, it's going to be very awkward to remove, and it's going to help keep board control, which is what you want. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next up is Risky Skipper, a one-mana 1-3. One, After you play a minion, deal one damage to all minions. And if you didn't see, they claimed that this was a bug, that it's not a pirate. So we'll evaluate it as though it is a pirate, because apparently that's coming. I kind of oh, wonder I if... Yeah, I kind of wonder if it was actually a mistake because this is very clearly a pirate and I don't see how a bug stops a minion type from showing up. Um, but yeah, I think well, it was well, less I mean, if you want, if you, I mean, my thought is that I think those plates are determined programmatically. Yeah. And so okay. like if they didn't code it as a pirate, 
or if they left that off, then that would that wouldn't show up on the card art. I think is the way that it would work. Mm, yeah, but the well, okay, all right. So so maybe it actually works as one. Um, and, yeah. But it just it just isn't showing that. Okay. Maybe. Um. But obviously this hasn't gotten played, so we we don't really know. Uh, it, it's an interesting effect. Uh, you know, with frothing berserker with the bomb wrangler we just talked about, there are some some implications for it. Um, but historic, like, I don't know that this is a persistent effect that you want going on for a while. And the fact that it's a one, three, like it'll trade. Okay. Um, but I feel like the, the effect is more often than not going to outlive its welcome. I mean, it's probably right at the, right at the gauge where it's going to be, um, it's going to be traded off right about the time that you're getting sick of it. Um, but if, if you can get some free board clears essentially just by playing minions, that's also really good. So I, I kind of vacillate back and forth on this one, honestly. Yeah. I mean, you you can get lackeys and you can get kind of a critical mass of lackeys and use those as, as clear. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if that's what this card wants to be doing. Yeah. It's very weird. Cause like, yeah, you do want, like you do want whirlwind effects, but you've got plenty of whirlwind effects. And you don't need like right. a minion. like this is like a very very weird wild pyromancer, mm-hmm. and yeah, there are there are uses for wild pyromancer, but generally like wild pyromancer, the spells aren't hurting themselves when you're playing them, right? Like mm-hmm. I, it's like there are arguments for it, but I would have to see it used, and I just don't know what to do with this card. To yeah. be honest with it, you, it's it seems like more a tempo style deck is really where you want it, and you're very rarely going to use it like a wild pyro where you're you're using it specifically for board removal. The, the this seems like something that's a that's more proactive, but it's just a hard proactive because it's hurting you kind of if you're not careful. Uh, so I I think it's probably a two. It could be interesting yeah. in some decks down the line, but um, but for now it's just a one mana one three with a really weird effect. Yeah, and I mean, you're not going to play it in a pirate deck because, like, th- that exactly those, <laughs> like pirate decks or flood decks. You don't want to be damaging all your minions. So, right. yeah. yeah, it's probably a, it's probably a two in arena. Also, like it's a one mana one three, but that's mm-hmm. not the kind of effect you want on the board in arena. No, no, I don't think so. Yeah, and um, Boom Squad is a one mana spell. Discover a lackey mech or dragon. We've talked about these kind of effects a few times. You just put the good cards in your deck and don't run these things. You'll get it off yeah. if you're a lackey. It's fine. And it's fine when you get it off Ethereal Lackey. Like, oh, it's great and, off Ethereal Lackey. Just yeah. don't put it in your deck. No. <laughs> it's it's ones across the board, I think. Yeah. There. Yeah. All right. Well, we made it through all the class cards. This feels weird that we're actually like within a couple hours and and moving through a set, but we can we can keep this up, right? Through the neutrals. <laughs> yeah, I mean sorry, I was having a cookie. Oh, hey, cookies are good, so I'm okay with that. I'll, I'll go ahead and take the next one. Then we've got Scott General Crag, four mana, two, three pirate with taunt, battle cry. If you've played a quest this game, summon a four, two parrot with rush. And that is a boatload of stats if, if it triggers. So you're definitely putting this in quest decks that want tokens. So quest hunter and uh and quest shaman are the things that come to mind. This will work with side quests, so you could put it potentially in like um, a Highlander or uh, some other uh, hunter deck that has the side quest. Face, uh, face Hunter too, potentially. Yeah, Face Hunter. I mean, it's just a lot of stats. I mean, yeah, th- there's a lot of implications for this. The fact that it's if you've played a quest this game means that if you played, if you're playing a main quest in your deck, this just triggers for sure. And guaranteed effects like this that throw, what is that, six, five worth of stats for four? And four of those are going somewhere immediately? Yeah. Yeah, there's just a lot of upside with this card. 
I mean, hell, you could run this in Embiggen Druid and probably not even care if you don't get the parrot. Sure. Like, I, why not? <laughs> like you're you're still like sometimes you'll summon it off of a strength in numbers or you'll or you'll just play it without the pirate without mm-hmm. the parrot and for like five or six mana and still have a taunt. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. it's the fact that it has a, that it has taunt makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. And you know that you do you probably don't want to play this in most decks where you where you're only running the side quests unless you're running like both side quests and double copies of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like in any quest deck. Like, especially Hunter and Shaman. Like, maybe not Priest. Because, like, you don't want to resurrect, like, a 2-3 Taunt if you can help, or a 4-2. Well, maybe you do, but probably not. <laughs> um, but, you know, in any other in any other quest deck, like, even Quest Rogue, like, it's fine, right? Like, yeah, it's a you'd thing. probably still take, like, a 2-3 and a 4-2. Yeah. And, and still play that. You'd probably be perfectly happy with that. It makes so, those yeah, decks better as long as it doesn't go against what the deck's trying to do, like in yeah. Quest Resurrect Priest, you know? So yeah. I, I think it's an easy five, honestly, because... Yeah, I think any, it probably is, too. Any deck that you play this in, you're always going to be excited to see this, especially on Curve, but even late in the game, it's just it's just good. Um, yeah. In, in Arena, a four-mana a four mana two three taunt is not what you're looking yeah. for, generally. These aren't the droids you're looking for, right? Yeah. So I... It's probably, I guess it's a probably two because yeah. yeah, sometimes it'll be fine. Um, you're never gonna actually, you're never gonna see the main quests in in there. Um, so it would you would have to have had a side quest. This is probably a one in arena. There's very rare yeah. that you're gonna actually choose this. I mean, it's probably a two just because it's a legendary. And you're gonna, there are wor- way worse legendaries than this. Are there worse legendaries than a two three with taunt for four? <laughs> Um, dusk, dusk, dusk Fallen Aviana? Yeah, I would take this over that. Um, <laughs> but Dusk Fallen Aviana was a zero, not a one. I think... Yeah. I think that this um, one fits I mean, one a, like a Lore Master Cho or a, like a Nat Pagel. Yeah, I'm still going to push a one on this. I, it's just not okay, good. Okay, fair enough. Like, fair enough. It's just bad. Uh, I, I made my case for Sharkbait. I did, but... <laughs> <laughs> that's true. The, the, okay. the, the parrot's name is Sharkbait, in case you there haven't you seen go. the Oh, token that's yet, right. So. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay, next one here is yours, the uh, Escape yeah. Mana Saber. So Escape Mana Saber is a 4-mana 3-5 beast with stealth. Whenever this attacks, gain 1 mana crystal this turn only. So basically, any class can get access to, like, an Innervate. Yeah. And and a 4-mana a 3-5 stealth, like, we played... Oh, gosh, what's the name of that? that the um, Halftime... Uh, scavenger halftime scavenger mm-hmm. in like highlander mage because it was just a three five that you could play stealth and then be guaranteed to have a conjurer's calling target the next turn sure yeah and like this is the same thing but it also lets you ramp once mm-hmm. and that and and three three attack is good on that like it lets it trades off a lot of stuff mm-hmm. so i could see this slotting into a lot of highlander decks i don't think you'd ever run this as a two of but I could mm-hmm. 100% see this slotting into a bunch of Highlander decks and be very, very happy with them. It just gets you ahead, and not only in mana and what you're playing on the board, but with itself. Like, it can trade, it can go face. I mean, it's as versatile as it gets. And then on top of all that, it's got tribal synergy, too. You know? So yeah. I, that's just the icing on the cake. So, yeah, I think this is a very strong card. It's not overpowered, I don't think, but it'll it's going to see a lot of play right out the gates when, yeah. it, when it comes through. It's just a good utility card. Like, it doesn't ask anything of you. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, it, it's like, it does something good that you pretty much want to be able to do in any deck. It's just a matter of whether it's worth the card slot to do it. Yeah. And, and it, that, that, that's the, that's the uh, value proposition for Arena. Like, it is mm-hmm. standalone good. So you play it. So it's a four. 
fours across the board, you think? Yeah, I think so. Okay, sounds good. Next here is Boom Pistol Bully, a five mana five five battle cry. Enemy battle cry cards cost five mana more next turn. Uh, This is insane. Like, I thought it was good when I first saw it. I was like, oh, this is Lotheb, except against Battlecry. You know, Quest Shaman's finally dying off, but I remember a day where I was just sick of seeing that deck all the time. And something like this that would at least slow them down for a turn is really is really nice. Um, what's really interesting is that uh, that Rogue, with all of its lackeys right now, has a ton of Battlecries. And this um, this just shuts it down for a turn. And makes it so they can't even play Galakrond. So, because this works against uh, hero cards that have a battle cry, which I think is yeah. all of them. So and weapons too, yeah. There are yeah, a and we- weapons that have battle cries too. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think this is a very versatile tech card, and is probably going to be a one of like in every deck because battle cries are just all over the place right now, essentially. And and you know what's the big difference is between this and Lothab? What's that? You can run. You can run two of these. Oh yeah, and you, you can if you want. Sure. Yeah. Which is a big deal. And I, you know, a lot, I, Lotheb is the kind of card that, that didn't come back in the wild. That didn't come back in the wild. Sadly. No, 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 so. no, no. Yeah. No. But like, if you haven't played wild, you have, you, you will play against Lotheb a lot in wild and Lotheb mm-hmm. wrecks you hard when you're not prepared for it. And, and with his battle cry heavy as this, as the game has gotten, I'm surprised it's taken them this long to print something like this. I think the closest we got was like Nerubian Unraveler or something like that. that oh made yeah, like... the six mana five five, yeah. No, no, no. There was like a, a, a two mana one four in like oh. GVG. No, that maybe was I'm not, Maybe it's not Ramets. Unraveler. Yeah. Maybe it's something else. But... No, I, I know uh, it was Nerubian Weblord, I think. That's that's what it yeah. was, yeah. That made like, and like all Battlecry cards cost two more. Or one more and, or something, yeah. Or one more, whatever yeah, whatever it was. It was. I, I just remember getting it off of um, Piloted Shredder a lot yeah. and being annoyed. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so there, there's your there's your nostalgia, friends. But so mm-hmm. uh, this is really like any Galakron deck is going to be really upset because all the invokes are, are Battlecries, mm-hmm. right? So there's like a lot of things that this hits and it could, I don't know if it's going to make that big of a difference. This is a hard tech card and hard tech cards very often aren't, aren't as impactful as you would like them to be, but it will be something you're going to have to play around as one of those decks going forward. And it's going to give you a chance to be able to get like one turn, like timeout where you can say, no, you're not going to do that. And I get a turn right. to develop without you doing all your, not all your nonsense. Right. I, I think that it's very reasonable, especially against those Galakron decks, that you could just lock them out of doing pretty much anything for that turn. So not only are you developing a 5-5, but you'll also get the initiative the next round. Like, because they'll be limited to some spells or, I don't know, some weird minions. Like, I, I Evil Miscreant they can play, but that just gets more stuff yeah. in their hand. Like, what else yeah, does Rogue combo, have? Yeah, combo they... isn't Battle Cry. Yeah. Correct. I guess they could Edwin, but they can't play all their lackeys, so they're not going to play Edwin. But, but yeah, <laughs> so what, I mean, like, what are they playing to combo off of is the exa- thing, Exactly. Right? So a lot of those gonna... are battle cries. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that is, especially so, for I mean, this I guess to come choose, out choose ones are also set. kind of avoided. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yes. I think yeah. I think that for yeah. this to come out in the set that it is, is no mistake. And it's it probably is a five because it's going to like counter so much stuff right out the gates. I feel like it's a four just because, again, it's a hard tech card. And, like, remember, like, oh, uh, uh, Gluttonous Ooze? 
Yeah, yeah. When when Gluttonous Ooze was first announced, and we were and we were in the middle of the Pirate Warrior meta, we're like, oh, this is going to be, oh, the, the, yeah. you know, mm. this is going to be the solution to all of our problems, and it it, right. it helped, <laughs> but it wasn't the, it it, and you still played it, but it mm-hmm. wasn't like beating Pirate Warrior on its own. I think this is still this is the same. I think it's a it's a good option to have, but I don't think it's going to be as like as wrecking as people think it's going to be, and that's mm. why I think it's a four instead of a five. Okay, I'll 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 meet you on the four. Although I I believe in the bully in arena, it's it's well statted, and you're yeah. probably still going to see battle cry. Although it's certainly not going to lock them out like it would before. So it's like it's like a three with upside, which is probably a four again. Yeah, I mean you play it without the battle cry, and the battle cry yeah. is just icing. Yeah. Cool. Um, so licensed adventure is a two mana three two battle cry. If you control a quest, add a coin to your hand. I've seen this played in quest hunter and is very very good there. Yeah. Um, I have not seen a played in Quest Druid or Quest Priest just because those decks don't necessarily want something. Like, Quest Priest certainly doesn't. No, no. Quest Quest Druid is such a tight list that it's having trouble finding room for this. But I can mm-hmm. see if Quest Shaman got played again, this would this would work its way into it. Sure. Um, it's just a good like it. it you know, anything that helps you offset that one, losing one card in the mulligan is good. Mm-hmm. And this is very good in the decks where you can fit it in. Yeah, it's the mana beast that we talked about earlier. These or mana saber, um, with with uh, I don't know. It's maybe a little bit worse. So I, yeah, it's it's probably a four. It's pretty solid, I think. Yeah, yeah, uh, I agree. And in in arena, it's a two mana three two. It's a three. Is, yeah, you, you draft those sometimes. Yeah, so it's probably a three. Yeah. It's good. All right, Frenzied Fellwing is what we kind of alluded to earlier, too. A four-mana 3-3 demon costs one less for each damage dealt to your opponent this turn. Uh, free free minions have never been good for the game. And this one requires that you attack your opponent, which last time I checked is every deck that wants to do that. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm a little concerned, especially for like aggressive decks that are going to be dueling that damage very quickly. I mean, you think about Face Hunter, and if you just hit your hero power, this thing costs two. Um, if you had a uh, a Leper Gnome on the board and you kill it, and you hero power, uh, you could play Leper Gnome on one and then kill it off the next turn with a hero power, and then you just got a three three on turn two, which is pretty dang good. Um, and that's just playing a, a, um, a vanilla 3-3 minion. Like you mentioned uh, its potential with the Shaman spell, the Explosive Evolution earlier, and that's definitely reasonable too. Like in the mid to late game, playing this for free and then evolving it into a 7-cost minion, yeah, there's there's a lot to be scared about with this card, I think. You might even play it in like a Highlander Mage. I don't think you would, but the potential for having a 0-cost uh, Conjurer's Calling target is there yeah like there's a lot of things you could do here and i mean like the fact that it's a demon means it slots into zoo almost mm-hmm. exi- almost assuredly i mean and... we played we played arcane tyrant in in druid lists that didn't do anything other than develop the 4-4 you know you played voodoo doctor in zoo so you could play a happy <laughs> ghoul for free right yeah, like yeah, like you accurate. were healing in a zoo deck just to get free minions <laughs> oh like, heal zoo so interesting yeah. so interesting. So, <laughs> and that was that was that didn't make any sense but that's exactly what you were doing so yeah. like i think that you will see this card it's mm-hmm. going to be very annoying and I really hope this is well-balanced because I yeah. am very, very nervous about this card. Yeah. It's an easy five and constructed. In Arena, yeah. it's probably it's a four. Probably. Like, what's the worst case? You're playing it You're playing it for four. You're playing a four mana three, three? 
Like that's yeah. fine. Like you're not it's, excited about it. Yeah. But you're not you're not upset about it either. And I mean, again, if you're playing something like like Hunter or Mage, like your your hero power will discount it. Right. Right. So like Hunter, you basically get to press your but your hero power button and still play this card for the same cost. Sure. Like it's not in every class, but in some classes it's relevant. Yeah, I I I think I think it's better than a three. It's a it's a four in my book. It's there. a four. Yeah, pretty, pretty solid. Four thing. is better than three. I I read yes. the numbers on that. <laughs> All right, next one's um, yours. Okay, so skydiving instructor is a three mana two two battle cry. Summon a one cost minion from your deck. Uh, sure. Like maybe in zoo you you'll try to do this. Like there's probably some edge cases where you have specific one cost minions that you want to be able to to get out of your deck. Mm-hmm. I no, I you're probably not gonna play this card to do it though. Yeah, the question is, what's the best one cost minion that you can get? And like Northshire Claire comes to mind. Flame Imp is fine, um, but those are these are still not great scenarios. All in all, like you pay three mana. I, I guess you pay three mana for a two two and a three two in a zoo deck. That's pretty good. Yeah, um, or a two two and a one three that happens to be something that you know you want to get out anyway. Maybe yeah, like that, but yeah, yeah. So there's some implications, but it's just not. Uh, I don't know. It's not necessary. And it's rip uh, recruit mechanic, by the way. Um, yeah, I think it's probably a three. Yeah, and and in arena, it's probably even worse than that because you don't draft yeah. that many one drops. Yeah, I think it's a two there probably. Yeah. Okay, and uh, almost last but not least, we got Hailbringer, five mana, three four elemental battle cry. Summon two one one ice shards that freeze. So those ice shards have the effect like the water elemental, where whatever enemy that they damage will be frozen, and that is very um, very unappealing with a one one because that basically means that you get a freeze effect on something. Um, it's just not going to live like token decks. This is kind of interesting for, I'm, I'm trying to think of something that's in the five mana slot. That's, that's developed two bodies alongside it. Um, um I mean, you have hedge clan hag, which does two amalgams. Four mana, yeah. Four mana three, three with the amalgams. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I've kind of been on the fence cause this feels fine in the right token deck. Um, but I, Overall, but unless you have something specific that's going to take advantage of elementals, I don't really think that you're going to play this. And there's definitely nothing like that right now. Yeah, I mean, you might like if that elemental, the the avalanche, you know, arcane avalanches, a deck. Maybe you're playing this instead of bonfire elemental when that rotates. Mm-hmm. Like there, there are use cases in like maybe a token deck, but this seems really expensive for a token deck. Yeah. Um, maybe in something like a token shaman where you would run. Like you used to run Giggling Inventor, and you'd run yeah. things like, um, like a like a a what's call it a former he- former champ or like Thunderhead sometimes costs five with whatever else you're doing. Like maybe that's something that you would do, but yeah, it's it's just like we're we're trying really hard to justify why this card exists. So and and actually that two mana spell that buffs an elemental by plus two plus two and gives you an elemental oh, yeah. in your hand. Earth and Earth and Might. Earth and Might. Yeah, that yeah. that's interesting on one of those one ones because then I've got some potential of getting some value. But now you're asking a lot out of me, so I think it's probably a two and constructed. Yeah, and and in arena it's probably a three. Like those yeah, those freezes yeah. are a little bit more relevant. A lot of classes have to use their face to kill it with a hero power. Otherwise, you're freezing a minion for a mm-hmm. turn. It's probably it's probably not terrible. I mean, you're getting, uh, you know, five six worth of stats for five mana across three bodies, which is fine for arena. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty yeah. decent. Yep. 
And and as we've said, three is the official score of fine. So yeah, three is the official score of fine. I li- I like that. We really yeah. should make that the tagline for our review. There episodes. you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've got l- one last card, but we want to bring it in style uh, with the most uh, worked on card of the week song that has ever been brought yeah. on this show. Well, um, okay, so so fair fair fair. I don't know fair something. It's late. Um, I normally, I would be the one doing this and I was extremely distracted this week with my daughter's surgery. So Andrew was very kind to bail him out when, to bail me out when I confessed to him right before we started recording that I had completely forgotten that I needed to prepare something and he put something together in, in record time. So it's the least I can do. your debt. And I have, I've had a lot of experience in uh, making ridiculous songs for this show. So this will just go in the halls of fame with that one, with all those, hopefully. So here we go. Uh, played miscreant from my hand getting two lackeys was grand can you believe this is still a card in this old game i trade my soul for a third if only this were my world I'd have some way to get more of these lackeys right now who's that in the alleyway repping all his friendly lackeys I bet he's got a way to get more of those cheap guys hey I just met you and this is crazy but if I play one, would her give me a lackey? I think he just might, cause this card text ain't hazy. So here's another, or give me a lackey. There you go. I, you came up with that like five minutes before we started recording. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm blown away. Cause that would have taken me a full week. I, like I said, experience pays off sometime, and uh, when I get my job as a jingle writer one day, I'll be uh, I'll be forever in the debt of this show. So, all right. So, so um, well, you you earn the right to tell us about the card. So, go ahead. All right. Okay. So we've got Grand Lackey Irk, four mana, two three legendary minion. After you play a lackey, add a lackey to your hand. Uh, lackeys are all over the place, in case you haven't noticed, and especially our good friends over in the rogue department love them. What's really interesting to me about Urk is that what he requires you to have in order to get what you want is the thing that you get after you play it. So if you have one lackey in hand, which is not a high calling for, I mean, really pretty much any of the evil classes, but um, but especially rogue, then you can spin that off with this to play a lot of lackeys and get too much value and maybe i'm a little hurt because the other day i played a galakrond rogue that i think played six or seven ethereal lackeys in one game and i did not win that game um to be perfectly blunt so i don't know it's it's a little awkward like a four mana two three is not good in stats it's going to get killed practically immediately um, and I don't know that you want to have a full turn of just doing lackeys. So I don't think this is some overpowered broken card, but I do think that it'll be, it'll be really interesting. People are going to be eager to play with it. And there are going to be some games where, yeah, the lackeys, I, I, I guess I'm just done with lackeys and I'm not looking forward to a whole other gear of them. And I'm kind yeah. of worried about the implications with this card adding to the ranks. I, I mean, I was a noted fan of Lyra the Sun Shard. Sure, yeah. Pretty much like the closest thing that we have to something like this because it was, which was, if you don't remember, was a five mana three five. Was it three five? Yeah. uh Um, that every time you cut, you played a spell, you would get a random priest spell added to your hand, and a lot of the priest spells were cheap and would let you get more spells, and you could kind of chain that with uh, with radiant elemental and stuff like that. Um, the 
the thing with Irk that's good, I don't know how it's going to go, is, first of all, you, you kind of need to be playing this. This is not a four-mana play, right? Because this is going to no, die, no, like, no, no, immediately. No, no, no. And, and even, like, it, it's going to last, like, that turn. So you basically have to have whatever mana you're going to have left over to be playing lackeys. Mm-hmm. But also, like, hand space is an issue, right? Yeah, because yeah, you sure. have... Like, Ethereal Lackey, you have Draconic Lackey that both um, add cards to your hand when you get them. And you're not going to get to... It's going to be a random Lackey that's added to your hand. Mm -hmm. So, like, you might get lucky and get just chain a whole bunch of Cobalt Lackeys. But you also might just be getting a a bunch of Draconic Lackeys. And now, all of a sudden, you got these expensive dragons clogging up your hand. And in Rogue, hand space is is really at a premium. Sure, sure. Because you're trying to draw three and four cards at a turn. Mm -hmm. In something like a zoo or uh, a like a Galacron warrior or something like that, it might fit a little bit better because you get smaller mm-hmm. number of lackeys and can use this to generate yeah. some value in the mid game. Yeah. It's just I don't know how much value you're actually going to be able to generate out of this, but mm-hmm. I, I'm optimistic. I think that yeah. it will see play in some classes. I think Rogue is less likely than warlock or maybe shaman even. Yeah, you're probably um, right. I had I hadn't really considered like uh, zoo warlock. Would probably really like this, like yeah. um, especially with Evil Genius. Is that the two mana two two? Yeah, yeah. Um, or or like or like Trashlock would probably play something like this too because it relies just on, to have on fodder. Yeah. Lackeys. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, oh gosh, I, I I miss my Takan lock still. I I want this. They right play now. that in that deck. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I I played Muzzy's version absolutely that had it and. It didn't do quite as well as I wanted it to, but I, I still believe in Takan. So I, this would be really interesting in that deck because, yeah, you've got, I mean, if you've got infinite four fours with all those uh, upsides too, that's that's interesting. So, like, I I probably think it's a four because like there's potential upside. Um, it's just going to be a very specific play in a very specific deck, essentially. You know. Yeah, how do I you mean, feel maybe, about maybe that? Maybe the maybe priest will finally find a way to get lackeys, and you can resurrect this. That's and you're got never going to resurrect it. this. That's got to be it. <laughs> the implication. Um, but no, I think this is going to see play. I think that I think yeah. it, it will likely not be in rogue because rogue just has enough lackeys as it is. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like this is like handing like uh, like like Mike Bloomberg picking up a dollar bill off the street. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very but, good example <laughs> but in like warlock or warrior or shaman i could see this seeing play mm-hmm. so i think it probably will find a place in one of those classes so i think it's a four there and probably it's probably like a two in arena because you have to be yeah. you have to be in a class that gets lackeys in the first place sure sure yeah and then you have to get lackeys in order to use this mm-hmm. otherwise it's a four mana two three which is not what you want to be doing with your life I mean, that feels like a one to me. Like, yeah, in the I draft so. dependent scenario, it could be higher, but I think it's going to be a one just because of that. Like, it's so specific where it actually does a good job. So, yeah. Yeah. I, right. I would say this is worse. This, this would be worse than Sky General Crag in, in, a, um, in a draft. Yes, yes. Because it doesn't have taunts. Yes. So, there you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Steve, we did a review in less than two hours. Yeah, I mean, if you go by our time per card, we're probably not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's because that was only thirty five cards. It took us yeah. two hours. It's but, fu- you know, it, it's like when we actually have room to roam, we'll actually spend more time in that room. Yeah. Unfortunately, but um, but still, it's it's nice that we got to be able to do this. I recognize too that I am two hours over my Steve allotted time for the year. So yeah, um, yeah. We we probably are best to shoot the, or to shut this down for the good of all parties involved. 
Um, oh, and wait, so, I thought we were doing our, our review of the classic set after this. We're not and doing so that. with that, I'd like to thank you for joining <laughs> us and say that we will be back never. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I do want to remind you, as always, you are the happy Hearthstone, that this show is for you. And we were really excited to even just see some audience uh, reaching out and asking if we were going to do this. Um, that always gives me... Uh, it gives me a lot of excitement. We had been talking about it already, but just to see that, that you all wanted this is just, it's exciting and it's fun. So I uh, hope you enjoyed our take on the Galakrond's Awakening cards. And I uh, just want to remind you of the ways you can support the show on iTunes or Apple Podcasts by leaving a review. It's a huge way. It's free. It takes you a few minutes. So please go do it if you enjoy this content. You can also head over to the Patreon at patreon.com slash the Happy Hearthstone. And a huge thank you as always to the producers of the Happy Hearthstone, Menoch, Jay Miller, Number Theory, and Xavier E. Appreciate you for so much. We could have dedicated, um, I mean, what is it, over eight cards to each of you. Maybe we'll have to consider that for another <laughs> review episode. Um, but thank you so much for supporting the show at the level that you do. Uh, you can connect with me on Twitter at Andrew is Living, and you can find the show notes for this episode and every episode over at thehappyhearthstone.com. If you'd like to join me for an episode in the future or have ideas, questions, or anything else, you can email me at thehappyhearthstone at gmail.com. Steve, where can all the lovely folks find you and until we're doing a review on a set that drops next week. Yeah, so you can um, <laughs> you can find me. Well, the best place to find me on is on Twitter at Wicked Good, which is where you're going to find everything that I'm doing. But if you mm-hmm. want to subscribe to my podcast, you can uh, go to offcurve.com or just search for Off Curve in whatever podcast client you're listening to this on right now. I do a uh, generally about 30, 35 minute uh podcast from my car on my way home from work on sometimes deck guide, sometimes mindset, sometimes whatever, you know, whatever patches happen. We've, I've had to do like one episode a month on balance changes lately. <laughs> it's true. Yep. <laughs> um, occasionally we have the, the self-flagellation episode where I go through these reviews and then review them after seeing what happened, which is always fun for everybody. Um, I also, <laughs> Uh, at offcurve.com, I also have the uh, data visualizations for all of the Masters Tour qualifiers and events, so you can catch that as well. I've heard from a lot of people it's been very helpful, especially prepping for Arlington. I'm also a caster for Monkey Bubble Masters, which will be starting up next month. Yeah. So um, I'm really excited. I got to do some of the opens uh, this past week, these past couple weeks. It was a lot of fun. Got to see a uh, a 15 card left in the deck, Holy Wrath Shervala for Lethal. That was. <laughs> <laughs> that was entertaining. It's impressive. Uh, yes. I actually, actually, actually terrified my children. I yelled so loud. So oh my gosh! <laughs> um, so yeah, and and you know everything else that I do is all either at offcurve.com or at uh, wikigood. You can also follow at offcurve on Twitter. Oh, and I I stream Monday nights on Twitch, uh, eight to ten p.m. Eastern at uh, twitch.tv/wikigoodfm. But all of that is at offcurve.com. So mm-hmm. go check that out and be happy to have you. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for uh, for joining me in the eleventh hour for the eleventh set of the year, Steve. Um, it's it's always fun yeah. getting to dissect these cards, and uh, you know, I guess it's nice as we were feeling a little too comfortable with our cadence that uh, Team Five would throw something unforeseen at us. But I appreciate you as always, man, for for coming. Yeah, out. and I mean, I love doing these things, so I'm happy to do it. And I guess I'll talk to you in two months unless they change something else on us, and we're not getting a set. Anymore, it'll but. it'll be soon. I think we know that much at least. Yeah. Well, thank you, Steve. And thank you for visiting the Happy Hearthstone and having a little fun with us. We'll see you next time. Bye.